You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hello. Before we start the episode, just want to let you guys know that we love hearing from you every week. We're so glad that you're enjoying the podcast. Alan and I both love doing this so much, and we're going to continue to grow. But we need your help. If you could take a quick five seconds and hop on over to Apple Podcasts and rate the show, that will help us reach a larger audience, and it'll make me and Alan very, very happy. If you have any ideas for who we should have on the show, please send those over to james at statesidemgmt.com. Thanks so much, guys. Welcome back to the Stateside Podcast. My name is James Ian McMillan, and to the left of me is our delicious co-host, Alan Ashcraft. That's who he is. In the sparkling, shimmering corner of the room, we have our friend and fellow podcaster, Dewey Halpus. Did I do it right? You did it. Halpus. Nailed it. The host of the local and very successful podcast, The Peer Pleasure Podcast. Yes, sir. Welcome to the show. Thank you. How's it going? It's going great. Yeah? It's going great. How did you like all the construction out there? Uh, it made me a little less early. Yeah. Which made me seem less creepy, Yeah, I guess. Because, uh, yeah. You were very on time last night. Yeah. Well, I like to be. I hate being late. I was late this morning. Apparently someone got shot on the freeway or something. Oh, shit. Uh, there was some shooting. Some guy who shot somebody. Oh, my God. Uh, was in a shootout with the police oh, on 84. Wow. So everything was shut down. So it took me an hour and a half to get to work. It takes uh, usually 15 minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Terrible. I don't listen to the radio in the morning. I guess I should. No. Jeez. No. You would have known. Yeah. Dewey provided a bunch of stickers for us to go through. Yeah. What are those from? He said to take a stack. They look sick. That's his podcast. Yeah. Oh, they're, okay. all the, they're all the podcast stickers. Like, so, like, I, I uh, last time I was here, we talked about um, Wooden Cyclops. My buddy Wes, who does, uh, I basically give him an idea and he draws it. Oh, that's and, cool. And uh, he did the skull logo, the or the pleasure skull, and that's like the main logo. Yeah, I just put it on. The Always page. will be too. That was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen when he did that one. And then, uh, like yeah, that one. So I love like, drugs. Give me that '90s uh, drug ad. Here's yeah. your brain on drugs, but change drugs to pure pleasure. And then I was telling James that he actually drew a. <laughs> chicken embryo in the actual egg <laughs> and he's like do not google this it's awful like, uh yeah i'm yeah. sure right uh, anyway yeah sticker ninja prints them up and yeah it's awesome it's so. killer yeah we definitely need to do that yeah we're long absolutely. overdue yes definitely i'm a i'm a big sticker guy as you can tell and that's about time oh yeah it's no. yeah he's got that old skate style artwork he actually does skate decks and stuff too so he's that's all. Yeah, I right. like on the production side of it too. I like the the die cut. I always like like just a good die cut is just it makes it feel so much more premium. Oh yeah, right. It's awesome. And you get the matte finish. Yep. The matte yeah. finish is awesome and it holds up real well. Yeah, they so. look great. Good size too. Yeah, uh, I telling James ninja? I got the twelve inch ones oh, yes. of the pleasure man. skull. People are putting them on their cars, oh. like trucks and stuff. It's hilarious because it's not meant to do that. Mm -hmm. So it completely blacks out that part of the window. <laughs> so there's, someone that's might so die from this. Yeah, and that's huge. And I have a buddy that put it on his truck, and he, uh, New Year's, parked it at Lloyd Center here in Portland, and someone peeled it overnight. Oh, wow. And put it on their rig. 
Uh, Jeez. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's actually cool, yeah. I got to get him another one. But yeah. Right. Well, if I get my hands on one, we'll, we'll put it right there on that fridge. Yeah, yeah. I'll get you one. Sweet, I've got man. one, uh, the Wizard one, too, in 12-inch. Dope. That's sick. Crazy. So, uh, Dewey, before you got here, Alan, he was telling me that their his basement is being sort of renovated and, and redecorated to, to do the podcast down there. Because forever, you were just doing it like wherever you could, right? Yeah, I'm still doing it until we get it done. Down like in your studio. van? Yeah. For, right, yeah, that's what I thought. In my van, in, in a car, <laughs> uh, at my union hall, in a classroom, yeah. wherever. Right. Yeah. yeah you have a flag, too, that you got made? Yeah, yeah. Up here. Uh, artistflags.com, I think, is the one who hooked that one up a while ago. Yeah. I never got to use it. Yeah. But I work construction, so I talked to some of the crane guys on these big tower cranes that I'm working with. And I was like, hey, what would it take on a Saturday if I brought this down here? we get a picture of that flying over Portland. Oh. And he's like, oh, no problem. So that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, you're a turned out union guy, right? Said, yeah, it's yeah. going to be awesome. So it's. So it's, I know the union lingo, turned out. I, I'm not turned out till April. Oh, you're still an apprentice. Yes, yeah, 10th term. Oh, shit. Five years. Well, congratulations, Thanks. man. That's a really big it's accomplishment. Coming, coming close. So what, is, what does that mean? What does turned out mean and what's a term? Uh, term is basically six months. So okay. it's a five-year program. And when you're turned out, you're turned out as a journeyman. So you can basically do what you want at that point. Uh, you're protected by like the Like right union. now, I could tell my boss to go fuck himself. Yeah. And he'd laugh or whatever. But I can't quit. Yeah. Right. When you're a journeyman, you can tell him to fuck off and he'll give you your checks and go yeah. work somewhere else. And if you're Anytime laid off, you, you just go to the hall and yep. they'll find your work. And you'll be a licensed <laughs> plumber. So if you want to leave and go do – like say I want to go back on tour for three years, I could do that. Walk back into the hall, show my license, and go make the same money. Jeez. Three years from now. How long is your license yeah, good for? Uh, I think it's three years before you have to, to do 24 hours of continuing edu- education. Ah, uh, okay. So you just have to like keep it current. Yeah, yeah. It, and so that doesn't affect expire, your hours. Like if you wanted to step down, like if the podcast got super busy and you didn't want to work full time. It doesn't affect your – the only thing you need hours for is your pension credit each year. Oh, right. right. So you got to have 1,000 hours to get your pension credit for the year. So uh, a thousand hours in a year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what is I wonder what does that come out to a week? I'm not sure. 2080 is the is the number, the magic number for full time uh, mm-hmm. in a year. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you could literally be half time. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. You do whatever you want. So it's cool to have that freedom, and you still have your benefits, and you bank your benefits, and so yeah. I could stop working tomorrow, and I'd have medical insurance till sometime late next year. Mm. I've, I've banked it all. So so it's a five-year apprenticeship. Yeah. God damn. It's crazy. I know uh, iron workers are five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, pipe fitters are probably most five. Union, most unions are five years unless it's like a specialty, like carpentry one. Carpenters. It's like eight, eight terms, so it's uh, four years for them. Oh, I thought carpenter was three. Is it still five? It depends. No, no, it's four for mm. for interior and exterior guys. But then there's like – like uh, mutters and tapers and things right. like that. The concrete finishers. You can learn that in two days. So, yeah, I, the unions are a really interesting thing. Not just in the trade, but um, I was a volunteer firefighter for three years, and mm-hmm. I got my EMT license and shit. So I was really trying to do that as a career for a yeah. while, and just getting to know how the firefighter union specifically is really interesting. Like the whole term, you've heard the, the term a probie firefighter. No, I can assume what a, that is. A but, probational firefighter. Yeah. It's similar where you have to go through a one-year probation period at any time you can be fired. And it's even worse than, like, the trades. I mean, they don't give a – you don't exist. Yeah. And then after that one year, 
if you pass all the safety violations, and by the way, this is after a six month academy. And before that, you had to go through a round of, you know, interviews. It's like a 90% attrition rate. It's really hard to get hired. That's crazy. Yeah. Like Portland Fire, for example, had 7,000 applicants for 30 jobs. Didn't they say they ran out of applications or something? Even yeah, it's, for it? it's like ridiculous. Like people line up around the block? Yeah, they have them like at the convention center. It's just as far as you can see people trying to get in. It's weird to see like, the oh, difference cool. in union work, East Coast versus West Coast. Yeah. Because here, like, yeah, it fills up with people applying. But on the East Coast, like Brooklyn, you see they right. open the plumbing apprenticeship and dads are out there camping out for three days Ugh. to get an application. And it's looked at as something that's a like a respected position. Yeah. Whereas I've had to say it a couple times to the the Emory guys for the Bad Christian podcast because Toby always uses the example. Well, if I was just a plumber, it's like, dude, I make three times what you <laughs> yeah. make to right. do that job. Like, Absolutely, it is. You have no idea. Like these no idea. office people that that are like just look at you like you're just this scummy, dirty, wear a hard hat. piece of shit. It's like, like motherfucker. I. I I think I'd double what you make. I can a year read. Easy. I can read structural prints. Yeah, I can build a fucking building. Like, yeah. and especially your kind of trade, plumbing, pipe fitting. You guys do everything. Yeah, it's not just like plumbing where you have in your mind as a plumber. Yeah, you know, I'm sure you guys do. I know pipe fitters do because I inspect them all the time. They do, you know, like uh, epoxy installations and mm-hmm. anchor expansion anchors and. Yep. Um, even some of them pour concrete and shit. Like they do, they're yeah. basically carpenters and pipe fitters, and they can weld a little bit, and they can. Yeah, like, yeah we put in that elephant you know. tank at the the zoo here in town. We did all the piping for that and exactly. the ozone room and everything else. And then like, uh, it's crazy. You get to do yeah. all sorts of crazy shit, and it's commercial, so you're putting in all new stuff. Exactly. You're not chasing shitty pipes through someone's house unless no. you want to. Unless you want to. That's ten bucks less an hour to be right. a residential plumber. Is that right? Jeez. It's hilarious. Yeah. No one there's an open service call all the time and people will sit on the books and wait for the next commercial job. Right. They're like, wow. no, so they're like I'm not gonna take that. Yeah. That's why crazy. would you? Yeah. It's it's yeah. crazy. Anyways, it's a it's a interesting career. I didn't think I would ever enjoy it and I've loved it since day one. That's great, man. But it's and I'm off by two thirty or three o'clock. Yep. Weekends off. I mean more time off than you want. Sure. Like uh the only problem is like holidays. So like, yeah, Christmas is on a Saturday. You take Monday off, and you're not paid for it because you're not working. Right. So that stuff makes me crazy. Now, don't you do a bunch of overtime too? Yeah. I know most of those trades do. Yeah. 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 So when it's, it's feast there. or famine, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Then jobs slow down, and it's like, hey, we're gonna take a week off, and then work week on. So you do unemployment, then yeah. on. And yeah, it's weird. Or then it's 60, 70 hours a week out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 So what's up with the podcast, man? I, I see you, you took a little break there for a while. Now I did. You're, you're back. I took a little break. Um, it's just a matter of having the motivation and the time. Like, it's funny because I have some weeks where I'm like, I don't feel like doing an episode. Like, the episodes are done. Like, the, the interviews are done. Like, I've got I oh, think eight, or, eight or ten in the can right now. Mm. But I just have to record the intro, outro, and then piece it together and then have the network throw the graphic on and all that stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, with as busy as work is and home is, some days, some weeks, I'm just like, I'm not going to do this this week. Is the network doing like post mixing for you? No, you do all that. I do all that. I just home. post it. Uh, we use <laughs> Megaphone, which is like a, a, I don't know exactly what it is. It's like a Libsyn, but you can put everything. It plays to everywhere. 
Oh, you don't use Libsyn? I was able to cancel it now, and I just use Megaphone. Megaphone oh. posts everywhere. Um, do you like it better? I do. Really? It's easier to use. Um, I can't stand Libsyn. It's like, like, it's like using a PC or a Mac. At. Oh, The wow. difference there. Like, I like Macs because it's user-friendly. I'm not a code guy, so, like, mm-hmm. it looks nice to me. That's what Megaphone is to me, is it It looks easier. Yeah, Libsyn's insane. It did, yeah. yeah, it really is, man. I, I, you pull it up, and I just instantly... Like, I don't know what it, I'm looking at. It feels like homework. Fuck. Yeah, it looks like I... I'm coding when I'm on it. Yeah. It's insane. I'm trying to break down the stats is just like, yeah. wait. <laughs> well, they've now got, so so Megaphone now gives you your Spotify stats too. So that's also a plus. Well, Libsyn um, does too, but you have to go to a separate section for it. The only reason I got Libsyn like, is to get on Spotify. They were beta testing podcasting and I got selected to be in the beta testing, but I had to use Libsyn to do it. So I was like, fine, I'll sign up. Right. And right. that was it. And then <laughs> they're like, you've been accepted. I was like, wow, holy shit, that's awesome. Because they're only letting in a certain amount. And then the next like month, they open it to everybody. I was like, well, <laughs> fuck, great, guys. Oh, Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, so. Is it uh, about the same price for a membership? For Spotify? Um, or uh, for Megaphone? Megaphone, yeah. Megaphone's really expensive. Um, it's paid for through the network. Um, we have a, st- a specific deal worked out with them, yeah, because we know the one of the head people there from uh, we met at Podcast Movement a couple years ago, yeah, um, and she's awesome. And uh, so yeah, she she hooked it up, Very letting cool. us use it. It's usually for people like Rogan size, Corolla size that have oh, okay. like and what they, megaphone. You, you pay mm-hmm. yeah, you pay based on bandwidth. Oh, there's okay. like a limit, right? So it's kind of like you have an in or you're not gonna. Um, you're not gonna be able to use it unless right. you're fucking massive. Interesting. So it's one of those gatekeeper kind of situations. Yeah. Lips and I, I don't I don't understand the unique download thing. Like I get what they're trying to do. They're, you know, and is that that's like a standard now, like a national podcast. That was fucked up when that it is happened. Fucked up. Because the everyone legacy... thought they had something. Right. And like, whoa shit, my numbers are growing. And then it's like, wait a minute, why is this month half of last half month? Half of it. Well, because we we're changing it. So now if someone plays your podcast 10 times, Counts you as get one. one. You get one. If they listen to it for five minutes, it doesn't – I mean, like you, ha- there's all these stipulations. And then they changed it again, Yeah. which made it even less, which means a lot of podcasters lost advertising because advertisers had this skewed – Right, uh, view of what mm-hmm. what a successful podcast was, right, and it affected a lot of people. Yeah, like it was weird. Like, so now a megaphone tells us everything. It tells you how many people listened for how long. So, like oh, David wow. from the network can go in and say, "Hey, people are listening up to like the last five minutes of your episode." Right, and uh, it also gave us a clear view on people's numbers. See, I because people were I'm inflating dying their numbers. Know. Yeah, they're like. No, you're doing better than the one of the top podcasts on the wow. network because they were skewing the numbers. Like it's weird hmm. for for advertising. Anyway, it's it's one of those things that's hard to track, and some people are honest about it. Some people aren't. Yeah. Now, what is Jabberjaw looking for 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 their podcast? Are they looking for like a type of download quotient? You know, they have a, an idea. Not really. Or... Pod, Jabberjaw was made essentially to build shows. Like from the beginning, mm. like, hey, you'd be great. Let's do a podcast, right. you know. Right. And um, 
that's kind of how it started. It started with uh, Shane Told from Silverstein's show, where basically they brought Shane into like, you'd be a good host of a show. Let's try it. Okay. And that's uh, kind of where it happened. And then they had other friends like Mike Herrera from MXPX had a podcast. Mm-hmm. And they brought him on. And then uh, Matt Carter from Emory was one of the guys who started with Mike Mowry. Nice. And he had a podcast. And Bad Christian is a huge podcast, but it's not on Jabberjaw. Like, we have the, the graphic up there, but it's not. I mean, they're their own thing. They don't have a right. deal. How many shows are on there now? Because oh, I, I know like they they cut a bunch six of six or eight right yeah we had a bunch of people so that just less. weren't producing yeah. anything like yeah uh, I think uh, even Jesse left right Jesse Cannon from the Noise Creators yeah or is he still up there no he's, he's not, not on there no. anymore either um I don't know what happened there yeah I don't know either I don't we just had Jesse on he's he's a great guest yeah he's an awesome dude I don't know what happened there I don't know I know they went through and cleaned house yeah I probably were because ta- I I think you introduced me to Stephanie. Or I, I, it was either you or I don't know. But anyway, I was talking to one of the people over there, and yeah, she's not there anymore either. She's at uh, Zoomies. See, this explains everything now. Because we were getting along swimmingly. She's like, mm-hmm. "Hey, can you give me some downloads?" She's like, "Oh, it's a great show. It's yeah. music based." Oh, I see you had Dewey on. This yeah. all makes sense. And then it just went cold. <laughs> and I checked in. and was like, "Hey, how's it going?" It's like, "Well, we've been like re uh, rebranding. We're kind of hitting a refresh button. We're cutting some." Some podcasts that, like you said, weren't doing yeah. Yeah, yeah. anything or whatever. And it's like, yeah, just give us some time. We'll get back to you. And then I never heard back. Yep. So if she's not there anymore, that would make sense. She left right after podcast movement in Philly. Gotcha. And, uh, well, she was super cool, though. Really nice. No, she's great. Yeah. She's fantastic. I'd never actually met her in person until uh, we got over there. And we had an Airbnb. So it was awesome. It was like walking into the real world. What's she of. up to now? She's not She's there. working for Zoomies now. Oh, you said that. Yeah, she's working for cool. Zoomies uh, corporate. Oh, right. So she was a publicist before. and uh, That makes sense. Yeah, super connected and just a, just a cool person. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool to meet her in person and actually spend time, you know, with the network. Because, I, I mean, they're all East Coast people, so I don't see them very often. Now, the you know. your podcast is available everywhere that you can listen to podcasts, right? Yeah. iTunes, Literally Spotify. Everywhere. Yeah. Do you do audio upload on YouTube still? No, because I use music. From the artists, and they keep telling me I'm violating shit, ah, and I yes. just write that fuck off back issue. to them. And uh, like like Rogan can put on because he writes to that own theme song or whatever. Yeah, and I always inter- I I bring the interview in with music from the guest, and and labels don't like that. So right. YouTube, I don't care if they're not paying me; it's just a pain in the ass. Get those emails every ten seconds. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't have a strong following on YouTube because it's there's no video. It's just a picture of the person. And I know. I thought it would be cool, and it was just more work. And at that point, I was doing Adobe Radio as well, so I had to make three versions of the show, and then it's yeah. just a pain in the ass. I don't have that kind of time. Sure. Um, if I can put it up one spot and it goes everywhere and people can listen to it you know, pretty much everywhere, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Do you ever once in a while get someone that has no idea how to find your show? Yeah. It's it's remarkable, right? Yeah, Jabberjaw made a <laughs> still video of what is a podcast and how do I listen to it. That's great. I don't know if it ever went up. That's but great. Mike sent it to me once and it was really funny because <laughs> literally explaining it in complete oh, layman's terms. That's great. Yeah. Have, you had Mike on the show at one point, right? Yeah. Cool. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Now I remember. We were just a yeah. It was just yeah. A you get that was a really funny one. Yeah. We were both in a weird spot. 
we were both in a weird spot. And uh, yeah, it was <laughs> there's about 20 minutes before we started recording. Well, I started recording. That's one of the few times I cut stuff out because <laughs> I cut off the first 20 minutes because it was just we were in a weird spot. You're in a spot. <laughs> we were right. both in a weird situation. You guys were going for it. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It, it was. Great. I actually remember that very specifically because I was listening to that episode when we had a really bad flooding uh-huh. like a year ago or something, and my neighborhood specifically floods a lot because we have a creek behind us. Anyway, I was like, you know, mopping out fucking water in my garage and like cleaning out the pipes and shit, <laughs> and I was listening to your show. Nice, just sopping wet, just smiling, you know, ear to ear, ear, ear just loving the show. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we talked about it last time, but um, we were at this after party deal at uh, in Anaheim for the first podcast movement that we went to, and we were talking to all these people. And the the lady I was talking about who works for Megaphone, Ray, she's she's uh, just an amazing person. But she it's the first time I talked to her, and she was talking about how people listen to podcasts when they're doing other stuff, right, mowing the lawn, whatever. But how when you listen to someone's voice in headphones, they become a part of your subconscious yeah. to where you start to listen to what they're saying and believe what they're saying. Right. It's like this weird psychological thing that happens. And I started to notice that more and more because, I mean, you're it's in your head. Yeah. Literally in your head. Literally in your head. Like music will move you even with no words. Like it's it, – it, uh, predates language. Like it's just – it's this natural thing that moves your body. A voice just talking to you. I mean, especially in headphones. I mean, you literally, yeah, it just becomes part of you. Yeah, especially if you have the, you still have that liberty of kind of like free motion too. Like Mm -hmm. James is saying, as he's doing chores, he's, you're not sitting at a computer, you know, watching a YouTube podcast. You're not, you're not like a prisoner of it. You're just doing your own thing and then Mm -hmm. still hearing these, these thoughts, these words. Yeah. And then you hear that voice in real life. It's weird. Yeah. Because you're just like, well, I've been, you know, you can, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's real absolutely. Real strange. Mr. Ashcraft, I was trying to explain what you do for a living to Dewey earlier. It's probably, it makes more sense to come from you. Um, So I get, so like on paper, art director at Rise Records, so a record label. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, I, I would give a different answer four years ago, but at this point, um, I kind of feel like maybe I'm, I'm a professional emailer, okay. you know, like. I should be in the Adobe suite a lot more than I am, um, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm essentially kind of a an artwork babysitter. Um, different different curveballs will be thrown at me. Sometimes it's it's a really smooth situation where after a band has recorded, um, they uh, A and R essentially escorts them to me uh, via email, and uh, it's just up to me to put a visual to the audio that they've been working on for okay. months. And uh, it can be as simple as, hey, man, do your thing. You know, uh, we saw your your personal portfolio because I, I freelance when I'm not at Rise. And so I have a uh, I have a website. You can see a lot of my work for both Rise artists and non-Rise artists. And uh, sometimes they'll be like, it's killer. Do your thing and we'll move from there. And those are obviously ideal situations. But then sometimes it'll be, um, hey, we already hit up this other artist and he did this cover just build the rest of the layout off of this, mm-hmm. in which case I would get a hold of that other artist, try to get layered files and kind of do my thing. And then sometimes it's, uh, you know, we don't know what we want. Uh, can, you know, just do something and then you do it and then it's not right. You revise it. It's not right. So everything from ideal situation to nightmare and you're 
similar to what you were describing with um, uh, explaining to somebody the simplicity of a podcast, how to procure it, how to how to participate with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to do that with uh, with bands sometimes. It's just be like, all right, well, here's here's why that idea wouldn't work, and keep in mind we got to do this, and just kind of explain the things that to me are very simple because I've been doing them for 15 years Yeah, um, that are kind of brand new to them. So uh, essentially, yeah, just uh, all around uh, like artwork gatekeeper. You know, yeah. I got to make the band happy, but also try to make myself happy uh, and then try to make uh, my bosses happy. So yeah, that's a small team over there. So yeah, it's an, everyone wears a lot of hats. Uh, I mean, who's running this thing now? Essentially, the it's a valid question. Yeah, the the day to day now is uh, it's just kind of a, a tag team between uh, Sean and Matthew, who have both uh, both been there close to a decade, I believe. Okay. Um, so uh, we we were purchased by BMG. Mm-hmm. I want to say 2016. Um, but I don't, you know, even though there's people at BMG that are technically my bosses, I don't really ever interface with them. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been great so far. It's a, it's a dream job just because, um, I've told James before that, uh, before this, when I was just freelancing and I was in a band touring and stuff, I kind of had the perfect job then, which was just a security guard at a community college. It was just the most like slacker job, just super (laughs) overpaid. It it was to the point where like, you know, cause we didn't have guns or weapons or anything. Observe and report. Yeah. So if something went down, you got to call police and the, Vancouver police would show up and they fucking hated us because they knew that this like 18 year old uh, security guard was making like five to ten dollars an hour more and only working three hours a day. And just like, you know, it, it was this it was the coolest job ever. And I could go tour for three months and then come back and still have a job. And yeah, um, so that was that was a, a killer gig. But eventually that ended. And I was like, all right, I've been I've been designing for a while. Let's go like let's do something proper let's go get a proper design job mm-hmm. and i applied for all these jobs i didn't want and i couldn't get them like at a trucking company and you know at a like a uh there was like a i think it was nautilus which i believe is like um yeah the workout place yeah i was just gonna put together brochures and hate myself yeah. <laughs> and couldn't get that job and uh, i was like all right fuck this so i got a dog and uh, i was just like i'm gonna she's gonna be my project i'm just gonna chill with her and then uh, freelance and just try to make it work, try to make rent every month. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I got a text from uh, the then president of um, the label just saying, hey, we need a graphic designer, like meet up. And if you're not a psychopath, then you got the job. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then so I was a graphic designer there for six to eight months. And then our art director at the time left and it just kind of made sense to have me you know because i was honestly i was overqualified for the graphic design position but sure i didn't want to come in super cocky yeah. i was like you know cool i got 15 years experience but i'll make these logos from jpegs to pings and you know yeah. or vector them or whatever just kind of keep a smile on my face and uh yeah and then i moved up and just kind of been doing that for i think july will be five years that i've nice. been there so right on that's crazy. I remember when you got that job. Because yeah. I've known Alan for a long time, but yeah. we weren't close. I mean, we just were acquaintances and played a couple shows together yeah. and shit. Um, but I remember hearing, and also, you know how it is when you're younger and you're older than someone, even by one or two years, like you're 32 and I'm 35. Yeah. But back when you're a teenager, that's 
crazy difference. Like you're, way, I was way older than you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember you. You were a kid to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> just some kid. <laughs> yeah. And I remember, I remember exactly. hearing, like in my head, I still thought of you as like Alan. That kid got hired at Rise. Mm-hmm. I just remember like, what the fuck is going on in this world? <laughs> yeah. That little kid. It's funny because when I uh, would first talk about how I was employed at Rise, a lot of people, I think it was more impressive to people in the beginning than it actually was because I think in their head they thought, uh, they didn't put two and two together that I had been like, because I was always kind of, I was a little quiet about my art. I didn't like mm-hmm. yell about it a lot. I was just kind of try, trying to like quietly hone skills. And um, when I was talking to some friends about being hired there, they were like, oh my God, like you're like this executive A&R right. or maybe you're like right. vice president is like, no, I'm just a graphic <laughs> designer. They're like, oh, okay. Like still cool, but not as cool. <laughs> kind of thought you were just going to start driving a BMW all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm still going to be in my 93 Dodge Dakota for f- like three years. Art That's chief. Great. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you have a very interesting lineage in this music industry? I guess we can call it that. Um, for those who don't know, because you were on the show a while back, but uh, yeah, what was the the band you played in? Uh, Anatomy of a Ghost. Do you remember that those guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and we were on Rise briefly. Yeah, yeah, we got bought off by Fearless, and then yep. yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember you guys because you know Northcutt and all those guys and Clarity Process are like my best buds. You short guys round, right? play with them. Yep, yeah. short round. I never knew his last name. I just knew him as Josh. That is so funny. <laughs> never, I never knew his last name at all. He I was, never knew Steve's last name. I never knew Jeff's last Cook, name until Miller. Facebook. I, yeah. I know him now, but I never knew. It was always, yeah. And then uh, Zach, yeah. That's Binks. so funny. Binks, yeah. <laughs> He's getting married. What? I know. It's the end of the world. Wow. I know. Yeah. I love all those guys. They're great dudes. They were a lot of fun. Yeah. We had the same man. manager briefly. We didn't know what managers did. Sure. We didn't know managers. I mean. Right. And. Yeah, that that whole thing went weird. And so, like, we had a situation with that manager where he basically took off. That's how we met Fear Before the March of Flames, was mm. he. <laughs> uh, he had a van. We were touring in it. It broke down. Fearless was courting us. And so Fearless was like, we'll just rent you a van. It's no big deal. And uh, we made it to Denver, played a show with Fear Before March of Flames. Uh, John... And our manager got in a fight. Our manager had his wife with him, took off in the rental van, left us in Denver. I think what I heard is he went to visit family on the East Coast and then drove the van back. I think he got in an accident with it and still returned it later. Weird. So we were first tour, stranded in Denver uh, with all our gear, merch, everything. The Fear Before guys took us in. We stayed. We spent a week there trying to figure out how to get. Oh, home. That's right, because they're in Aurora. Right? Yeah. yeah, and so we stayed with uh, we stayed with Mike Madruga first mm-hmm. for a couple nights. We stayed with Adam Fisher, and then we stayed with Chugger, the original guitar player. His parents owned some crazy travel bed and breakfast uh, rental website. Mm-hmm. Like they were the very wealthy of the family, so they had a huge house, and the parents were never home. So we just crashed there for like I don't know another four or five days. Crazy, and uh, ended up taking a Greyhound with all of our gear and everything Ugh. home. Good, like God. worked out a deal with them somehow. I don't know how we afforded it. I don't remember the good old but days. Anyways, but so then we're like, yeah, fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. I was really angry about it because I liked him a lot. And him and the other guys didn't get along. So no. I was like, well, fuck, that sucks. 
But then I got pissed because, like, dude, fucking ditched us. Yeah. The clarity process, guys were still managed by him, and I'm sure there was all sorts of stories going around back and forth. So there's, like, this weird moment with clarity process where it's like, yeah, cool, you're still using so-and-so. Right. But now, ever since, I don't know, a few years ago, I I don't remember if he hit me up or I hit him up, but we started talking again, and, uh, yeah, it's all water under the bridge. Yeah, I mean, he's a good happen. person. I, I yeah. like him. So, and, uh, yeah. But I, then it was weird. It was always weird between Clarity Process and us because yeah. it was like, oh, you still managed right. by so and so. And of course, they were into him. So it was like, it, yeah. was, it was weird. It, yeah. It, I mean, but that when you're when you're young like that and yeah. you know all you want is to make it and like you said you don't know what a band manager does but you just know you're supposed to have one yeah and, and we shared a practice space for a while we were writing the second anatomy record yeah. in the the basement room of that bowling alley on Morrison yep I remember and uh, yeah Crummit was playing with them then yep and but, yeah. by the way Crummit was playing keyboards in the band yes <laughs> yes. Uh, that actually makes of, more sense, in my opinion. Like, if I were just Crummet to look at Crummit, I, I feel like drummer's the last thing I would guess. I'd go, oh, dude, you play keys. Right. Yeah. So I like that that's a thing. Do, do me a favor. Tall. Rattle off the other bands that you've been in. Uh, there's a band called The Burning Room. Boom. I, did I knew it. So remember, not to cut you off, but uh, James, remember recently where you and I had that moment yeah. where I was talking about Shelter Red, and I was like... Uh, yeah, and they had this drummer, and before I said James, I realized you were him. Mm-hmm. I just had that with Dewey as he was talking. I because oh, just shit. the name made sense, but then I was like, I'm almost positive he was in Burning Room. Is that that's the name yeah. of the band, right? Yeah. yeah. You guys Crazy. had that song, uh, something Ninjas and Ninjas Cops. Ninjas and Cops don't mix, dude. I that's think rap. about I think <laughs> about that chorus, no shit, like every four months. Really, I'll just be doing that's dishes weird. and I will sing that chorus to myself, and I'll be like, whatever that's happened. Funny. To those? I swear, I, so I just had that moment. That's crazy. Where as he's talking, I'm like, wait a minute, okay, the name, and then the stature. I know, because I remember seeing you guys live at, um, oh man, I'm not going to remember the, it's one of those venues that probably changed 400 times. Might have been oh, like Meow Meow or something. Meow Meow or something, yeah. yeah. yeah okay, yeah, we played there a few times. Because uh, I was, worked there. because uh, the dude who played guitar in uh, in my band, Across the Sun, was Travis Noble. Oh shit! And he was in one of your guys' music Dude, videos. Yeah, I lived there. Wait, where? That's yeah, that's why I had you guys practice on the fucking stage. Oh, okay. Is that is it, we called Travis Hair? Yeah, yeah. And the, and was the it singer the was hole? a cook or something, and wearing chef pants. No, no, not food hole. It was at it was at uh, it was Loveland. Okay. And you mean the downstairs? That's no. where the practice spaces were, but I I had Mike let oh, him practice on right. the stage. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. Travis was always there. He had like weird food allergies and shit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, back, yeah. Back up, hold on. You said you lived there. Yeah, I lived there for a long time. I now oh, am building. God. Ironically, I'm now building a giant apartment tower two blocks away from it, and I look over at it all the time. Yeah, I, yeah. I lived in the upstairs. Um, it was a. So Mike and Todd were running. Todd Fatal. Um, they were running this club, and Todd was like a big church guy. Um, so he had a church with a nursery upstairs for the kids to play in while things were going on. Yeah. I lived in that nursery. I slept on the cushions from the couch and laid them on the floor. God, that's crazy. And I had to move out every Saturday night until Monday. I had no had idea church. people were living up there. They weren't. It was me. <laughs> they weren't. I lived there for, it was free because I worked there. And then I moved into an office 
where it was literally just like bricks and a window to the trains. Like that's fucking. It was crazy. awful, but I could so God. Short and round was in a band called Prize Country. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. And they practiced yeah. in the basement and they played the same song over and over again. It was it would start. And I was ready. I literally he almost made me commit suicide because I would be on tour in a venue, right? Yeah, he's made me do that and many then, times. Then this is nothing against Short and Round. I'll talk shit about it. He didn't Josh. even know this. He didn't even know this. I'm three levels up in this office listening to the same song. So I would get home from tour, <laughs> work a show. The show's over. I had to wait for everyone to clear out so I could go up to my room. And I would lay down on the pillow and I'd be like, fuck, tour's over. I'm done with the show. No more me- Dude, and oh. the song kicked in. I was like, they're still fucking playing that no. song. So any band that practiced down there, I could tell you anything about their, right. their shit. And Travis was playing in that band. Oh, what were they called? Upon Beauty Rests or something like oh, that. Oh, right. Yeah, he did. He filled in for and a while. And they kept playing that same song over and over again. Brutal. And so I just started going down there because I had a practice space down there, and I had all my <laughs> gear in there, and I was like – I sometimes I would just turn all my amps on, and I had like a serious amp obsession and pedal obsession for a while. I would turn it all on and just set my guitar against it and just sit in there and let it feedback. Uh, and it was just like moving your entire body, like it was just you could feel it in your soul. And it it sh- just shut out everything else that was going on. Everyone else is practicing. Oh, that's like brilliant. Just, some people just stop practicing, right? And every once in a while, I just leave and let it just keep going <laughs> and just watch people leave. Damn. Like they would just stop practicing, and it was it was it was nuts. Yeah, anyway. I, I know the place you're talking about now because that's actually that's where I we were there for a while. But it was for me the early stages of me being in the band because I remember I auditioned when they had that practice spot like in the back. You go down the stairs and then you kind of zigzag, and they were all the way in the back. And uh, yeah, and I forgot about that place because then we moved to the food hole. Which was in the basement of Food Hole? No, the, the we didn't floor fuck with it up. We didn't fuck with that place. We practiced there too, dude. We we went down there one time, and there's like a shower in the back, and there's like yep. maybe blood. It, it, dude, it was so sketchy. But we were just above that, which was the still the back room, because then the only other band, only two bands, practiced there when we were there, and we shared the spot with. Uh, it was on that little stage. Was this band called the Joggers? And uh, okay. they would kind of, they would big league us. We would we would try to be nice with them and like work with them and be like, hey, so we were thinking we practice Sundays and Wednesdays. And they'd be like, nah, uh, we practice Wednesdays. And we're like, okay, well, we'll do Sundays and Tuesdays. They're like, we practice Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. And we go, when do you guys practice? They go, typically like Monday through Sunday. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on? Like, yeah. can we fucking practice one day? When are you jogging? Yeah, exactly. We'll practice that. Fucking yeah, we don't jog. It's ironic. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you guys. Uh, yeah, that's crazy though. I just, I remember, uh, yeah, Travis was like, dude, I'm in this music video for this band and I checked it out and I was like, dude, that's the shit. And then I think we caught a show maybe, but, uh, yeah, that's wild. Dude. So we town that way. That was a great band. And he was telling me, he was always hitting me up with questions because I'd been touring and stuff and, yeah. and he was always having questions. He's like, dude, what, what do we send to labels? Like, how do we get them to notice us? And he said he sent the demos and shit in like ammo cases. Dude. So Victory Records, the, the last thing I heard like five years ago was that uh, maybe it was Travis that told me or somebody else that I had told about those uh, those kits mm-hmm. that they have them up. They had ours up in the office like 
Really? Holy shit. And it's funny because now five years into Rise, we get shit all the time. Yeah. And uh, I kind of understand it now because most of the time you get just a fucking, it's just a letter that goes, please, I want to be signed so bad. Yeah. And you're just like, dude, try a little harder. But uh, the other day we got like a dollhouse and it, it this a bunch of it was just very ornate and we were like listen not going to sign you but that's yeah. that's tight uh so now i kind of i can put some context on it but uh yeah i guess they had it i doubt that they do anymore but uh for the longest time they had it uh up in their offices and we ended up doing we rented a van and trailer to go do a showcase for victory in chicago and it fucking went terribly uh you know luckily yeah and uh yeah, and so it never happened. But yeah, that's Travis was always that way, man. He's he he's such uh, a good dude. He's he, got a tattoo shop now. Yeah, hopeless. Multiple. He kills it. Yep. The guy's just a go getter. He is. He always has been. And it it's inspiring. that inquisitive nature that you were just talking about mm-hmm. that, you know, you. I know that he he has definitely annoyed some people, probably, but then you get the right person that's like, yeah, absolutely, man. I'll answer whatever questions you have, whatever. Yeah. And he. I mean, he just, he'll take all that information and he'll run with it further than anybody else. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. Yeah. He's awesome. I've, I, I love that guy. He's, he's very cool and, and, uh, a great guitar player. I mean, yeah. he's just awesome. Yeah. He was, he just, he knew what he wanted. He just mm-hmm. didn't know how to get it. Yeah. And he always had this like very, um, he and I connected early on just because he had this entrepreneurial kind of spirit. Like he was mm-hmm. supposed to manage something for sure. Yeah. Cause he was never like a, a virtuoso. Like he wasn't. It wasn't ever, you know, he, he was way less of a, he was more of a Hetfield, less of a, of a Hammett, mm-hmm. you know, he just had that, that leadership quality, but, uh, he was also great at like picking the players too. Yeah. And he would, um, after, after I joined, we went through a couple bassists, couple guitarists and yeah, he's, uh, he's a killer guy. I'm glad that we, we, we kind of lost touch after he left the band and then we mm-hmm. reconnected, I'd say like four or five years ago he just printed up some shirts for me okay. and um you guys got that really short guitar player right like blonde, um, short blonde hair yeah yeah look like, dressed as gi joe for a halloween show i think maybe i believe yeah yeah i think Sam. i was working security on that show that's the oh, first okay. time i'd seen you guys since yeah it was a long time in between yeah and see working. sam is a good example of like the opposite where he yeah. is very much a virtuoso yeah, he's like a he's, he's just ridiculous absolutely ridiculous but yeah. in my experience a little harder to work with than with travis mm-hmm. like travis just kind of had this he was able to like look further down the road than than sam but uh yeah but sam was the shit ideally you'd have both of them in a band sure you know yeah so, yeah yeah. that's awesome man i haven't talked about travis in a long time it's so really. funny because i was almost excited about this episode because i was like hell yeah dude i don't know this dewey guy and i'm tired of like knowing people like yeah. <laughs> I, i'm tired of my connections being so sick so yeah. sick and then uh and then i'm like god damn it disappointed again dude it's very incestuous it's hard portland scene it really is wow. yeah and i mean as i was coming up through it i didn't think i was because you never know if you know when you're 18 and you're talking to this dude stefan in this band shelter red you don't know if he's going to be worth a fuck in like a decade, yeah. is he going to do this for six more months and then stop and I'm never going to see him again? Yeah. No, he's going to go on to like produce shit and fucking be killer at, at recording. And yeah. the band is going to be sicker in five years than it was then. Like, it's just, it's crazy. You never, you never really know. Yeah. Yeah. And the crazy. connections aren't just Portland based either. No. Like it's, even if you have people on the podcast, as you know, that aren't Portland people, you start realizing how small 
the music world really is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I rarely have people on from Portland on the show just because. Yeah, I mean, it's it's rare. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and the connections maybe are, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's wild. Uh, that's nuts. So, what was the last episode you guys did? Uh, was that Aaron? Aaron, Aaron Edge. Uh, he was the art director for Southern Lord for a while, and yeah, uh, nice. the Stranger and all that stuff. But yeah, he he uh, he did the artwork for the Anatomy record and all that. And um, what did he do in Himza? Guitar. Okay. Yeah. Guitar. Whenever I think of Himza, I think of the the guy. I, he must have been a singer in Himza that would do Pettybones for John Botch. Yeah, John Pettibone. Yeah, he tour managed great, Botch man. too, I think, for a while. Yeah, he's such a beast. He's he awesome. He's he still so works at El Corazon. Does he's he the really? Tour guy Jesus for El Christ! Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, man. What a Himza's playing a show too. What a fixture. Yeah. Like a half hour set. That's Maybe cool. they already happened. But it, yeah, they're headlining it. They're great. Man. Half hour I was going to say. I think it was last August they were talking about doing it because I wanted to go up there so bad for it. Yeah. But I like Eris too. Yeah. We ran into we ran into Himza in a parking lot of a. Uh, gas station randomly in the Midwest somewhere. We were both touring in different directions. Oh, that's awesome! And Johnny's like, "Dude, what? What the hell are you guys doing here?" <laughs> yeah, that that's happened crazy. every once in a while. That's so cool. Or you uh, get like, you go into a gas station, take a shit or something in the middle of the night, and you're like, "The guy's like, you'll never guess who just came in here: Snoop Dogg and Alice Cooper." <laughs> like this happens all the time. Like that's their thing. That's yeah. why they work there. <laughs> yeah, at that Love's truck right. stop or whatever. You know, it's funny because like, with those people, it doesn't take much to impress them like if a bunch of dirty dudes get out of a dirty van with a trailer attached to it you walk in they look at you like maybe you're metallica because yeah. they don't understand yeah. metallica would never fucking be in that kind of a rig right. sure it would no, be way cooler yeah and then one time uh i you're filled band yeah i filled in for a band and we were just in a slightly cooler situation which was just a black sprinter no trailer mm-hmm. and that it was cool to see just 15% more like, oh, are you guys – so what – you can tell they come up to you and they, they don't know how to word it, but they, they want to be like, so what's your deal? Yeah. Like, are you are Maroon you, 5? Are you famous? It's like, dude, not at all. Yeah. Speaking not of uh, Maroon 5, did you guys watch the Super Bowl? I didn't. It was the most boring game in Super Bowl history. Did oh, you watch yeah. it, Alan? Oh, it was terrible. It was so fucking boring. Fucking yeah, horrible. I heard something about a shirt came off. That's yeah. I yes. Dude, he, Adam Levine Jeez. is getting fucking roasted, Yoked. and I love it. 53 million records. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Dude, it's serious shit. You know they donated all of their money that they made off the Super Bowl? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think of this in grand. the way of, like, the music industry and the general public, a lot like I view the World Naked Bike Ride. So, like, my wife did the World Naked Bike Ride, right? And I went with her. Did you go naked? No. Oh. But I went with her. She did, though? And I'm looking around, and I'm like, dude, there is, like, 1% of people here that are actually attractive. Yeah. Naked? Absolutely. Same with nude beaches. 1% of the population is attractive naked, and everyone else is buying Nickelback CDs and fucking Maroon 5 CDs. Yeah. That's how I view it. Yep. Like, right. there's 1% of people that actually are into music, and the rest are just... Mm-hmm. That's I why think. when they say, they sold yes. 53 million records, of course they did. Of course they, they probably did. should have sold more. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of dumb fucking means people. nothing. Yeah, that's that's my big thing, too, is when somebody, uh, and it happens a lot at the, at the label, will be like, whoa, so-and-so band that maybe most of us, if not all of us, are uh, not fans of, will be like, oh, dude, they sold, uh, they did, you know, 16,000 first week, that's that's great. I always have the same thought, which is like a lot of idiots out there. A lot of yeah. dummies. Like, why does that mean anything? Yeah. No. It's just yeah. 
A good friend of mine, Tim Connolly, I used to work with him at the Crystal Ballroom. He'd always say that that kind of music is it's music for people who hate music. Right. Yeah. I, it's I, so true. Yeah. You know the the girl with the Roxy sticker on her little Honda Civic and just <laughs> just just to fucking pass the time. Yeah. You know it's it's not. Yeah. Well, it's the equivalent it's not of the like. Same as it I is like for the us. beat of that song, so I'm gonna go buy the record. Right. It's crazy. Hmm. Yep. Huh. Okay. Right. Which I mean, you can't fault them for that either. It's Dude, like, why is that not crossover into I know, movies? I know. Movies. Mm-hmm. I know. Everyone likes Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. But it's so amazing. Dumb. But it's amazing. If it was a CD, like a record. Yeah. Fuck, man. They're, they, no one would I don't I understand agree. the I guys that only listen to the most obscure shit will go and watch fucking role models or something and laugh yeah. their ass off yeah yeah dude did you uh, yeah, that's crazy have you ever seen High Fidelity yes a hundred thousand times me too it's I one of my it. favorite the, the part where that that guy he he's like uh, basically he's calling them uh, music snobs mm-hmm. I can't think of the scene right now we should, we should pull it up it's fucking hilarious and he's like uh you know, basically, you looked on on everyone else that doesn't agree with you. And they're like, yeah. And like, and you guys are all music snobs. Like, yeah. And it's just like, the, the, it's the dad. Those are it's my the friends. dad buying the CD for his daughter or yeah. whatever. He's like, do you have this yeah, CD or whatever? And he's like, fuck. Yeah. Hilarious. Man. Yeah. I, I love that phone. movie. Dude, it's one of my all time favorites. Oh, right here. Oh. Here, I'm going to send you that, that scene. I could probably search it and find it quicker. Do it. Yeah, that movie's that movie's rad. Junkie sack. Yeah, the the narration in that movie is just so fucking great. Mm-hmm. High fidelity record store snobs. Perfect. Is that the one? That's the one where he's like, "What's her name?" He's like, "Something, you fucking bitch." Let's work it out <laughs> in the ring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here, point it towards homeboy. Rob, it's your turn. So good. Okay, I'm feeling kind of basic today. Top five side ones, track ones. Janie Jones, Clash. Have you ever seen Town? Forever ago. Let's get it on. Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit off of Nevermind. Oh no, Rob, that's not obvious enough. Not at all. How about uh, Point of No Return on Point of No Return? Lewis, so you can uh, get up. Shut up. Got a Jack Black story that ties into that other Jaros Oh, I'm pumped. Though not on mine. Massive attack, no protection. The song is Radiation Ruling the Nation. Kind of a new record. Very. In a minute. Very nice, Rob. A sly declaration of new classic status slipped into a list of old safe ones. Very pussy. <laughs> Excuse me, I was in, in a life. minute. Couldn't you be any more obvious than that, Rob? How about, uh, I don't know, the Beatles? How about fucking, fucking Beethoven? Track one, side one of the Fifth Symphony. How can someone who has no interest in music own a record store? Hey, do you still have that uh, beef fire French import safe as well? Um, let's see. <laughs> see. Ah, yes, here it is. This poor guy. Oh, God. How much you want for it? Ah. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? I don't think I'm selling it this week. Maybe next oh, week. Oh, no. You said that last week. Did I? Yeah, well, I just... I... I played. You know, I don't have that record. I'll buy it for 40. We're up. So... Now, why would you sell it to me and not to him? Because you're not a geek, Lewis. You guys, it's not. 
And he's holding the record by the totally elitist. You feel like the unappreciated scholars, so you shit on the people who know less than you. Which is everybody. Yeah. It's just sad. Is that not just like all of our friends? So good. I'm Ugh. glad I never got into vinyl like that. I me don't, too. I don't have any vinyl. I have records of people giving me or sent me, and yeah. that's it. Like I, I have like a stack of vinyl, mostly from my parents that gave me. Yeah, but I don't even have a record player anymore, so I just sit in there collecting dust. Dude, it's a shame. Yeah, it's a whole fucking world to get into, man. Yeah, a whole new world. No, Jack, um, Jack Black is awesome. Oh yeah, um, so tell us your Jack Black story. Well. It ties into a bigger story. I was mentioning you that I didn't say the Aussie story last time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had literally just gotten That's back right. from that when I, I was on the show this. last. I don't know why I didn't talk about it. I, I swear I would have remembered Maybe that like story. a week or two earlier, I was in Mexico City. So like I, so Mike uh, Mowry texted me. He's like, hey, refused. Is, he was managing Refused at the time. And uh, Oh, that's right. So that I met Fucking Dennis crazy. from Refused through him. And we've been keeping in touch, and so he was on the show, and and um, so we randomly run into each other in different parts of the world, um, and you know have a good conversation, and everything else. So um, he's like, "Yeah, I refuse is playing this festival, Heaven and Hellfest, down in Mexico City." I was like, "Cool." He's like, "Yeah, you should come with me." And I was like, "Yeah, sure, man." This is Mike inviting you. Yeah. Okay. And he's like, "Yeah, sure, man." Or I said, "Yeah, sure." The next text message, I think I probably still have it on my phone. The order it went in was a plane ticket. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? This is a plane ticket to Mexico City. He's like, yeah, come hang out. I wasn't kidding. I was like, dude, my passport's expired. (laughs) This was, the flight was in three days. Oh, geez. And I was like, dude, I don't, he's like, fucking work it out. It's all paid for. It's all through refused and, and, uh, like, yeah. Um, he got the hotel and the flight and everything else. Refused just got us into the festival. Um, and, so seven hundred and twenty six dollars later, I got a passport, um, but it got lost. So I was supposed to fly out at five a.m. on a Friday. Um, the festival started at noon, basically Friday, Saturday. Um, they lost it. There was a snor- snowstorm in wherever their hub is for FedEx. No. So I paid all this money to overnight it. It didn't get here. No. I had to cancel my flight. Missed the first day of the festival. Uh, got there at 10 that night. So while Deep Purple was playing, Mastodon had just finished. Refused played earlier in the day. Like, I literally got off the plane. Everyone was looking at me like, who, what band is this guy in? Like, all these fans at the airport. It's in Mexico City. And right. it's a huge festival. So I had Big my bags and stuff. And they're like, people are freaking out. And so oh. it was me and uh, Overkill, I think, flew okay. on the same flight. <laughs> Mexico Crazy. festivals are weird. The sure. lineup is fucking weird. Right. But so this was one of the most insane and things. And the fans so are fucking rabid. I flew to Mexico City for a day and a half. And it was insane. And it was so Blasco, a buddy of mine, plays bass for Who Ozzy. does the podcast with Mike Martin. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to go meet up with Blasco. So anyways, I land. I get there. Everyone's drunk. Braun from Mastodon's, like, got all these chicks everywhere. Like, Brent Hines is three sheets to the wind and we're talking because i'm trying to get him on the show and uh i'm just like bouncing all over the place i'm literally carrying my suit i had to put my suitcase in refuse dressing room they had already gone back to the hotel and went to sleep uh anyways all this shit's happening there's so many bands but yes chaos we're there till i don't know four in the morning 
All I want to do is go to the hotel and go to sleep. Sure. Go back to the hotel. The hotel room's trashed. We order all this room service. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. I wake up. There's a broken bottle of bourbon in the marble shower, like, all over the floor. Like, I almost got my feet all cut up. Like, it was crazy. Like, just insane. So the hotel is, like, us, Mustaine from Megadeth, Rob Halford, Judas Priest, what all these the guys. Fuck? All in like a line of our hotel rooms, it's right? Like it's all rented out. Scene or something. It's insane. Yeah. So uh, my buddy JP from Dead Cross, Locus, um, Justin Pearson. Oh, I text shit, him. Yeah. I was like, "Dude, I'm coming I'm to Mexico City." He's like, "Shit, man, let's meet up." Okay, where are you staying? The hotel. Same one. Cool. So I missed their set, of course. Everyone got rained out that first day, so I didn't miss much. Like pedals were breaking, shit like that was just awful. So the next morning. JP comes around the corner. I turn around. It's fucking Mike Patton from oh my God Faith and More. Mike Dead Patton. Cross. Mike That's Patton from everywhere. Mike Patton from Mike Patton. So it it was the most surreal thing ever. I was like, I never had access like this. Right. When I was playing music, it's all through the show. Crazy. So yeah, talking to Mike Patton. Then go. JP walks up with his gear. He's trying to. He was in his hotel room trying to fix his pedals. They're all fucked up. Um. Uh, what's his face from Megadeth, uh, bass player? Um, uh, I forget his name. Anyway, super nice guy. Um, Elf Elfson Elfson. Oh, I, w- I wouldn't yep. know. Yeah. Um, we ran to him out front, and then all these fans are there having him sign shit. Anyways, I'm I'm going off track yeah, here. It's all good. We go back to basically we go have breakfast with Blasco at Ozzy's hotel, and uh, there's all these machine gun guards everywhere. He was the only person staying at a different hotel than everyone else. Uh, him and Marilyn Manson were both at this really fancy hotel. Okay. We're talking like Judas Priest was at the shitty hotel with all of us. It's crazy. Slumming it, right? <laughs> Fucking nuts, man. Um, so the festival's massive, huge, like 25,000 people. Uh, Blasco, we're having breakfast with Blasco, and he's telling us how Ozzy flew in, you know, for the show. They all fly on a big jet. They're doing a South America tour after this. Sharon flew with them. Sharon forgot her passport. They wouldn't let her off the plane. Oh, my God. Ozzy's got stomach issues going on. Almost almost just canceled the whole thing <laughs> because Sharon wasn't able to come, and he, yeah, was having issues. It's like, dude, this is like that many thousand people here, and you're, you know. Yeah, right, It's right, just right, so right. funny how basic it is now yeah. to, to be in that zone, but there's one of those spinal tap moments. So That's she had to fly insane. home and, you know, wasn't coming back. So they went and, you know, did their tour. Anyway, we're, <laughs> we have Aussie passes, which is like God passes for this festival because he's the headliner, yeah. right? Yeah. Everyone shared a green room area, like those weird, um, uh, like half wall green rooms. Yep. Except Aussie had his own compound, right? Separate security, separate passes, everything, Fucking right? Uh, so we're cruising the festival. We go back, take a nap. Manson's going on. Marilyn Manson's going on. We're okay. going to So we, we get shuttle transport to the festival. Um, so we call up a shuttle. Hey, we want to go to the festival. Okay. They come pick us up, take us in. Manson's going on stage. I posted on the Instagram, I think, uh, when we were front, like in the barricade. I, I know the post you're talking about. This was 2017 or last? This was right before I came on the show last time. So it's 2018, May. Okay. Because uh, yeah. for my birthday. So we were in the front barricade section. Uh, Manson goes on. It's crazy. We're watching these people watch Manson, which was awesome because they don't, right. a lot of them don't speak the word, the, the language. 
but they're like trying to sing along and watching people connect with somebody like that. Anyway. Oh my God. But I told Mike, I was like, dude, all right, my goal for the day, I'm going to get a selfie with Manson. He's like, yeah, good luck. Good luck. And I was like, I'll do it. You and 20,000 other people. And so this started a whole thing of the selfies, right? So like, uh, okay. Manson gets off stage. I wait because I know I have a pass to get to wherever he's going. Right. And I'm just going to walk normal aside everyone else. And, uh, you know, his security is literally slapping phones out of people's hands because they're trying to film him. He basically, this was his first show back after breaking his legs when the the guns fell on him, the the prop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like hobbling off stage. Was he all fat and bloated? Not really. He was, he gained some weight, but he wasn't too bad. Um, He's walking, and I'm just walking. He's got this big coat over him and everything else, and these guys are just like walking him, right? He's just kind of just flopping around. And uh, I'm watching all the kids just get fucking pushed away because everyone has friends that work for the festival, so they're all over the place. I get past through the back doors to the main VIP area, and he walks through, and I've got my phone out. I've got it already ready to go. And the security guy sees me and looks at my phone and then looks at me again. And Manson looks at me. And I was like, Manson. He's like, yeah. And I was like, dude, let's do a, let's do a picture. He's like, ugh. Not right now. Just like like putting his hand down, like kind of swatting at my phone, not hitting it, but like no, 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 yeah. no, no. I was like, dude, I flew from fucking Portland, Oregon, for this shit. And he looked at me and completely <laughs> straight faced, like everything. Cha- he was all like groggy and weird, and then everything changed. He's like, well, that's a fucked up thing to say. <laughs> Give me the fucking phone. I'll take it. I was like, all right. Gave him my phone. He's like, all right. And he like sidles up, like snuggles in, right? And he's like. All right, you ready? I was like, yeah. And he's like, all right. And he's just like doing his little thing. You know, his face is all smeared with makeup yeah. and stuff. The post's on my Instagram. And he snaps the picture. He's like, you like it? I was like, yeah, I think it was good. He's like, all right. And then See you goes, later. Anyways, he's a huge Refuse fan. So, like, Dennis that and him were hanging out afterwards. Crazy. So, we're hanging with Refuse the next day. I go over to Mike, he's at the bar, and I've just like put my phone in front of his face. He's like, no fucking way. <laughs> Dude, that is so cool. And so this started a whole thing. Anyway, so we got all this access, right? And Wait, so, that's not the story? No. That is, that's already the that's coolest not story, the story I've ever heard. The, uh, the, so Tenacious D is on the festival, too. They're playing a side stage. and Oh, so it's still going on. It's still going on. Gotcha. This was, Manson was in the daytime of the second day, right? There's still like Jesus Priest and uh, Megadeth and Ozzy to go on. So it's – Tenacious D are going on, and I'm, I'm trying to find Jack Black. So I'm like, time to meet fucking Jack Black. This would be great. I walk up to the stage. I get through the security, and they're all huddled around each other, the whole band, and they're doing this weird chant, like pre-show chant. And I was like, this is my shot. So I get my phone out. I've got it set, right? I feel so stupid for doing this, but it's, it's – it was like, when yeah, else am I going to be in Mexico right. City this with crazy. all access? So Jack Black turns around, and I was like, Jack, Jack, let's do a picture, man. He's like, all right. And so he snapped the picture, and it's on my Instagram. And uh, he's like, where are you from? I was like, Portland. He's like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah. We talked for a minute about music for a second, and he's getting ready to go on. I was like, dude, I'm not going to ever be able to live this down. We love Nacho Libre. Yeah. I'm never going to be able to live Absolutely. this down. Can I get an anaconda squeeze? And he looks at me because I'm like, he is so short. It's ridiculous. <laughs> anaconda squeeze. And he's like, oh, fine. And I was like, okay. And so we totally I locked us. Anaconda it. squeeze. <laughs> and it was so amazing. Good. I was like, dude, I'm going to talk about this forever. Anyways, so, so, so 
Kyle Gass and everybody like uh, after the show. Then then Jack was in the backstage area briefly and then getting shuttled out. Right. So then like Mike and everybody were able to meet him and stuff and take pictures Whoa. and stuff. But he's a super gracious guy. They broke up on stage, got back together. Right. Like it was yeah. fucking hilarious. But um, the coolest part about it, the whole thing, was Ozzy. So we have Ozzy passes, right? And they have like a jam room with Zach Wilde and Blasco where they warm up, yeah. right? And uh, so I got back there, and there's no one back there. Like security's there. But I go back into Ozzy's area. There's like a seamstress area for his clothes. And then there's a room next to it. And like I said, they're like, you know, these see with the acoustic tiles but without them. So, like, if you were 10 feet tall, you could look into people's green rooms, right? Right. Very thin walls. And I sat down on a bench out front of one of these rooms, like, waiting for Blasco. And all of a sudden, I hear someone, like, fumbling with a phone or something behind me, like, directly. I mean, paper-thin walls. And this sound comes on, and I hear, me, 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 like, warming up. Okay. It's fucking Aussie. Oh, my God. Less than two feet away from me, on the other side of the wall, sitting there warming up. It's fucking nuts. Did you think you were dreaming at this point? I listened to the whole vocal, Ozzy's vocal warm-up. Who fucking hears that? Yeah, that's more exclusive than the show. That was the coolest fucking thing ever. And he can sing. Yeah. Damn. It's unreal. And his voice, though, like no music, nothing. He had headphones in or whatever he does. And I just sat there like I'm in Mexico City. It's my birthday. Whoa. I paid $700 for a passport but nothing for a ticket. I'm just going to take this in. It was one of those moments that brings you back to appreciating your spot in life and appreciating music Yeah. again. Like I've heard Ozzy's music forever but never like that. You know right. what I mean? It was just vocal exercises. That's it. And then – so that was the coolest moment. But after that, I'm going on a tangent here. No, this is keep uh, going. So <laughs> after that, they're getting ready to go on. Blasco comes out. He's like, hey, man, you know, we're going right back to the plane after this. So they, that's how they tour. So like they trucked in, trucked out. Nothing. If there's a VIP, Does Blasco do go with them? Yeah. He's on the plane with them, yeah. <laughs> they have like a, a actual – it's not a private jet. It's like an actual plane, like – all the crew, everybody's on it. It's the plane. It's that the you, plane, like Jesus Zeppelin has. Um, so they hub out of this plane. But he's like, dude, it's so good to see you guys. Like, or you know, after the show, we're literally getting in the truck and gone. Like yeah. the guards are there, like the cartel, all that stuff. They don't want Ozzy getting snatched. They don't want anyone getting, you know, right. fucked up. Fucking out of there. So with to get on stage with Ozzy, you have to have that pass and a certain wristband. We didn't have the wristbands, but I was able to get past security and onto stage uh, for two songs before his tour manager noticed where I was. And he's like, I was like, dude, I got this pass from Blasco. He's like, I know. You don't have that. So it's basically Zach Wilde's wife, and that's it, and crew. That's wow. all that was on that stage. Anyways, right before that, Ozzy comes on. I've never seen Ozzy live. Yeah. I'm standing in the front barricade area with Dennis from Refused. And we're both just chatting it up because, you know, we love Ozzy. And we're like, this is going to be so crazy. Like, the you know, all the the moon's out. Everything's going awesome. Yeah. People are screaming. And so Dennis and I put our arms around each other. And so he kicks in with Bark at the Moon. And we I sang Bark at the Moon with Dennis from Refused in the front barricade area to Ozzy. 
right. in Mexico City. After hearing him warm up, yes. after getting the selfie with Marilyn Manson, after getting a selfie with Jack Black, yeah. after this whole crazy traveling. And I took a picture of it. It's on my Instagram of Dennis and I both with our mouths open. That was us <laughs> singing Bark at the Moon. Dude, that's so with crazy. Dude, and the that's... only other way that happens is if <laughs> is... you have cancer and this is like some Make-A-Wish shit. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I was thinking like, that earlier. That is Make-A-Wish Disneyland yeah. exactly. vacation. It's insane. Fuck. Dude, what a Insane. great story. From the podcast. I met Blasco through the podcast. It's all been through the podcast. So this is the Aussie Mexico City story you were this telling This is the Aussie Mexico City story, yes. So yes. I would have remembered that story. Yeah. And no, you did not tell that. Yeah. I think time. I maybe just met, I think we talked about Marilyn Manson pissing in Corn's food, and I probably yeah. mentioned that I met him in Mexico City. This was, and then I rode to the airport, so Mike stayed, God, he flew crazy. out later than me. We were up till, okay, we may have... <laughs> It may have gotten crazier after Ozzy because he finished. We met two uh, groupie chicks. And this is like cliche groupie chick. Right. Maybe Mexico City hasn't caught up to America because it's not that way anymore. But this was like classic, almost famous groupie uh-huh. chicks. And I, I made the mistake because Mike's like, it's his birthday and blah, blah. So I was like, fuck. All I wanted to do was go back to the hotel and go to sleep because I had to fly out in the morning. Uh, it ended up. Being 6 a.m., I think, I went to sleep. Uh, we went to dinner for a birthday dinner at 3 a.m. After basically somehow these chicks got the Uber and everything else and were following us around, kind of leading the way because they lived there. They are Russian, but living in Mexico City. Whoa. And I made the mistake of asking what they did. And she said, strip, like that. And I... Like strip? Strip? I heard street. I was like... Oh, it's so like a street. Pro- oh, you're a prostitute. No, street. Uh. <laughs> so they're there stripping in Mexico City to live, right? So we end up with two God, Russian strippers. That? This is so rock. Russian cliche. strippers in Mexico City, though. Mexico, Mexico City, Russian strippers following us around, uh, getting in Ubers, and may have ended up on some insane seedy ass coke deal in the back of an uber with the driver that doesn't speak english allegedly dogs fucking crazy like inner mexico city like you don't come back from this shit because they wanted to get some coke good lord dewey so i'm sitting in the middle seat you're just praying in between and hoping you're not gonna die i'm like dude it's my birthday there's all the shit has just happened there's like the coolest and 24 hours please don't now. die <laughs> ozzy's on a plane to wherever in colombia or uh to uh chile I'm in a fucking Uber, like a Honda Civic Uber. Right. In the fucking weirdest part of Mexico. Dude, I have no idea what's going unbelievable. on. Unbelievable. Then we go to dinner, and then, yeah, they disperse or whatever later. But they literally, like, were just showing us around, trying to get us to book shows in Russia. They were basically <laughs> under the impression that Mike and I were, like, big-time management. Sure. And that's why they were doing this. But they're right. like, oh, we know this guy. We got to get some stuff. And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and then yeah, it was yeah. You got cookie. Maybe, 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 maybe not. Uh, uh, damn. We'll put it that way. But anyways, oh, uh, yeah. So, end of the story. I get in the shuttle van to go back to the airport, and Judas Priest is in there. Jesus Christ, man! So that's who I rode to the airport with. So the lesson is for kids that, uh, you know, music can take you places you never thought. Podcasting can take you places. And apparently, you, podcasting you specifically. 
Music music is a thing, but yeah. Well, how come we haven't had these cool rock and roll experiences with our fucking podcast? I don't know, man. I'll do some coke right now. Dude, man, let's get some Mexican. Get the show insane. bigger. I God still damn. can't. I still can't imagine, or even imagine, how that all happened. Do you know he had the the guitar player of Corn on the show? Uh, I think I did I think know I that because when we yeah when we talked about having him on, I looked at some of the episodes. Uh, is Brian right? Is yeah, yeah, Welch. That's Hedbo. awesome. Yeah. And it was like really candid, and like he didn't, you know, don't don't take this the wrong way, but he he didn't seem like like okay, I'll fucking do this thing. He was like genuinely excited to do it, yeah. And he was really sincere and candid, so that was really cool. The next episode's yeah. coming out um, is with Jason uh, Butler from Fever Three Thirty Three. Oh, nice. Or Three Three Three, Let Live. Oh uh, yeah, Wait, who is he in Let Live? Singer. Oh okay, cool. Yeah, I and like that he's band. Super. They're cool. Super cool dude, and that was oh that new band yeah yeah, yeah. his new band yeah, yeah they're cool Minardi's shit working with them and yep and Travis Barker Travis was just Barker. talking about them yeah they're yeah, a he, he uh, Feel by Ramen band no they're on no? Roadrunner Runner. oh okay cool. and uh, we had a great chat is Minardi still at Roadrunner afterwards uh, I thought he went over to he's at Feel by Ramen and I think he's at both oh okay but, of course um, he is yeah he texted me after the interview and was just like dude that was like different it was right not, and that was on the fly too like i got a time it was one of those things where we're going to connect you with so-and-so which yeah. i hate yeah that's how brian's was yeah i like to just call him up and do it um and i was like i call it that i thought it was a telemarketer calling me at the time uh. and it wasn't it was the management saying oh yeah sorry i'm here to connect you with so with jason I was like, okay, cool, let's do it. And she's like, well, we're actually calling for more time. He's on another interview. It's running over. It's like, cool. I'm in my car recording. Like, this is this is. I don't have my studio. And she just I was like, okay, it. so let's do four thirty. She's like, that should work. I was like, okay, four thirty. I'm gonna drive somewhere with better service, better signal, uh, and I'll be ready at four thirty. Four seventeen. My phone rings. I'm on the freeway in traffic. Oh it's my Jason. God. Hey man, it's Jason. You ready? It's like fuck. So then I had to find a way to get off the freeway, pull into someone's neighborhood, and I was like, "Dude, just hold on, just I'm just stand by. Hold I on. gotta plug everything back in." You're just <laughs> fucking <laughs> freaking out, and he was oh totally into it, and it was it was hilarious. That we is talked so about cool. it later, but he's uh, a great dude. But yeah, that one's coming out uh, whenever I get it. That's real this week, probably. But um, sweet, that record's awesome, and he's a fucking maniac. Yeah, he, I mean, he's legit, man. The, the energy of what he's doing is. I miss it, you know. Yeah. Like I was watching old uh, Rage Against the Machine videos last night, like old Snapcase videos, old Deftones, yeah. and I was just like, "God damn it, man! I fucking missed that." We shit. talked about this on the episode. I said, "You guys are what we need right now." Yeah. Like you are the Rage Against the Machine yeah, that yeah. we need now. That they won't get back together. Yeah. You guys are doing it. Yeah. And it's important. That's right. And he is just so gracious. That's and, so uh, cool. Yeah. So. Hey, how much yeah. more time do you got? Because we're gonna do some current events and a, a movie pick, and that's no, that's all good. Man. Okay, cool. I'm here for the I'm here for the show. I need to take a piss real horde. Do so it. We'll, we'll do our little ceremony piss break, and we'll be right back. And we'll be right back. Show. 
guys, but not the audience because that doesn't matter to them. Because that's not how time works. Yeah. When you're recording. I'm glad we all pissed into that toilet at the same time. Together. Me too, man. That was so fun. I mean, that was so cool when we yeah, touched each other. We dicks. got him I mean, out. We got him out, and then <laughs> arms around, hands across America. I just wish it was colder down here. God damn it. Freezing. Are yeah. you guys cold down here? <laughs> oh yeah. I've been outside Fuck all day working. It's fucking sucked. But now yeah. in here I'm toasty now just you're toasty. because yeah. I was literally outside. Yeah, it makes a man day. out of you. It does. Right? It takes your man out of you. That too. Yeah. If you can invert a penis, that's how it happens, you know? <laughs> Why does that happen? You go by to the take way? a piss and there's nothing there. Like, yeah, you're you like, can't... oh boy. What the fuck? I hope no one sees Hopefully me. Hopefully right my fly's open enough yeah. that it'll just come out. <laughs> But, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the turtle just goes back in its shell. Yeah. Where you're debating shitting your pants because you got to take a shit in the morning and that porta potty's <laughs> going to be so fucking cold. Like, I might as well just shit my pants then aside from taking them off. Uh, I thought about that this morning. These are the things. Do you use porta potties a lot? I mean, you have, have to. to. Yeah. yeah. I fucking hate them. Oh, they're the worst. Yeah. I'm very spoiled. I don't have to very often. That's, yeah. It's. Do you work with inspectors? Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know how we are. Yeah, we're, all, we're the worst. How do we not have Scum a better bags. a better alternative to porta potties in 2019? <sighs> right, that is it's a telephone booth full of shit, and yeah. we're just sitting in it, and that's fucking horrific. Yeah. yeah, well, construction is fucking primitive, and people think you know because it's 2019 without our phones and there's Teslas driving around, but at the end of the day, these buildings that you're in mm-hmm. are built by men. Hitting things with hammers, ting, yeah. ting, ting, ting. <laughs> fucking saws and like yeah. real shit. People pouring concrete and and those you just maybe aren't complaining enough to like well to what, change that system. I think my point is that a construction site is just it's just a dirt pile that is yeah. from nothing. It's a blank canvas, and then you build the thing. And the porta potty is just kind of par for the course. Yeah, kind of thing. that's like yeah. what's the part other it, option? Just deal with it. Yeah, yeah. You get you got stuff to do. Yeah, uh, every once in a while we'd be on a job site where they have like the trailer bathroom mm-hmm. where it's like, but it's essentially just a big porta potty. That's probably yeah, why I don't do construction. I, I wouldn't have the respect of my fellow construction workers if they saw me open up a porta potty and just went, ew. You would do it if they'd you'd be did like, bro, you're fired. <laughs> I'm lucky and I'm mostly at Intel. So it's Damn, everybody, it's, all construction has taught me that everybody, male, female, sprays diarrhea, sprays once to twice a week, yep. every week. And the food on job sites are just oh, yeah. garbage. It's just like Taco a Nally, Nally chili on top of a hot dog. Yeah. Like, it's yep. just fucking gross. Yep. You just don't leave the seat up. You put it down all the way, and it'll vent its way out of there. Yeah. Some so of the, there's rough. sometimes you see one with, like, red danger tape wrapped around it, and you just wonder what the fuck happened in there. Yeah, how bad does it got to <laughs> be But no one will that? tell you. Oh, and they have to God. come pick it up. Like, oh, my God. They just light it on fire right the there. The best is there's a half porta potty that they put on shorter uh, floors. There's no roof. You stand in there and piss, right? And people are looking at you. But in the back of it, there's also a little trough so two people can piss at the same time. Oh, but you're elevated looking at the other guy. <laughs> and you're also on a building with no walls looking at an office building while you got your dick out pissing into this little trough. Good Lord. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing any of these buildings stay standing. I know. When you look at some of the people that are building this fucking thing. Oh, God. Uh, I know. They can't keep their own lives in check at all, let alone come in and fucking pour concrete. Fucking it's degenerates, dude. Damn. These buildings that you're seeing in Portland right now, the slabs on these are eight inches thick. That's yeah. it. Yep. That's right. Holding up everything <laughs> in those apartments. Everything. I mean, so crazy. 
It's cables. There's cables and concrete that are pulled tight. Yep. That's all it is. The PT. Yep. Yep. Post tension. People is what drill that into them all for. the time and don't say a word. Have you ever seen a post tension cable explode? Yep. Shoots it's, outside the it's building. Like a it's fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. Absolutely It'll fucking up. take your head off. Damn. And that's a cable that's inside the building post completion. It goes through the rebar. So when uh, it lays okay. they limp, lay... they pour the concrete, it floats, and then they tension it once they get the brakes on the concrete. That's right. And it's uh, literally... That's the shit that I we mean, expect. Yeah, it's crazy. You have to watch an iron worker take a... Um, I forget what they call them, but the thing that pulls the tension. Yeah. And you just write down the numbers and oh. do quick Have you seen and... them run the cables across the rebar? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's fuck. There's got to be videos of you that. These guys run enough. across the rebar. Dude, like, those I rebar can guys walk across it, and they they run, run rolling it across. Have you ever walked across a rebar deck? Because uh, yes, it's like yeah. you know whatever ten inches on center, tw- whatever the and the it's code like kind of gridded, or does gridded, it all yeah. go one way? It's, it's all gridded. It's a grid, it's like, but yeah. it's also unforgiving. It'll rip every piece and sometimes of there's you have. different. It'll lap. beat up your ribs. It'll fuck you up. Sometimes there's you know multiple layers and, and decks. Right. And yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, trying to run on top, you have to run on the rebar. You don't have to. These guys do. They, it. they just do because they, they make more money. Fall. It's fucking crazy they're all like they're they're like athletes they're super fit yeah and, and they'll be super fucking fit for them. two weeks and then their bodies will fall apart yep they're, they're all taking pills all day and, yep. and with dudes like that they're it's a special kind of strength where they, they're not going to walk by and you're like whoa that guy's fucking shredded right but then if you were to like wrestle with them for 20 seconds yeah. they feel like a piece of fucking oak mm. yeah they're like jujitsu guys yeah, yeah they're just, very that's fucking crazy that's what i don't have i don't have that shit at all yeah i'm not really a man i, mean, I don't know anything about <laughs> i i I, I honestly suspect that my bones are are mostly powder. You're I mostly feel like bird I feel like somebody could tie kick my legs <laughs> yeah. and my shit would explode. Stefan and I talk about this all the time. Like our our old, you know, his dad and my old man, they're real men and they know how to do things that real men know how to do. Yeah, you know they, uh, you know the the things broken at my house, dad. And he's like, well, you take the thing and you got to get the J strap and the ship. Yeah, like I don't know what you're saying. Can I play an instrument now? Right. Yeah. I'm gonna play my drums. I want to play you drums. Can't fix my fucking I was thinking the other day I had to fix this this tiny just the locking mechanism on my my back gate. I think a UPS guy taking some, something back there. He like ripped on the cable. It's supposed Another to real man. Yeah, and yeah. and I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm looking at it, and I did the most effeminate shit ever. I <laughs> fucking Googled how to fix it, and I'm like, my dad would never do that. Never. Now, would my dad fix it perfectly? No, he'd be yeah. like, it was fucking good enough. It's good enough. But that's more manly than like me trying to think about oh, God. how to word. I need the computer to tell me what to do. And, <laughs> and of course, I found nothing. I ended up just zip tying it. <laughs> it's going to be like that for so 10 I, years. I'm, I'm at the place now where I just hire someone. Yeah, I know. Fuck it. I just hire people like Dewey. <laughs> yeah. You're at mate. work inspecting something. You say, hey, you do side work? Yeah, yeah exactly. You know how to fix my back exactly. gate? Yeah. Yes. What's wrong with it? Oh, screw came out. Yeah. All right, let's do some current events, homeboys. There's definitely a lot going on. It's yeah, a I busy got, this news is good because I do not watch the news and I do not listen to the radio. So I'm I know I was just gonna dark. say all, all this if news. If it weren't that, for the podcast, uh, it wouldn't all be. the news James had me pull up, I'm like, no way, that happened. That's crazy. Yeah. Like I haven't, I have been so off the grid. <laughs> this um, is crazy. All right, first one is the Ariana Grande uh, tweaked her misspelled tattoo, but it didn't exactly fix the problem. So, James, I'll probably need you to explain to me, like, the the lineage of this. So, what I know is she got a tattoo, like, on her hand, I want to say. And she wanted it to say seven rings in Japanese. Yeah. 
Seven Rings is her new album. And it's dead, instead said uh, Barbecue Grill. Got the name of a barbecue. <laughs> on, tattooed on her palm. And she tried to fix it by adding another kanji. Right. But now it says BBQ Grill Finger parentheses heart emoji. <laughs> Just a fucking train it's just wreck. Just a train wreck. Wow. I mean, that's Ariana Grande, someone who has the resources and people around her. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she's not just some fucking mess head off the street. She's another I person understand. that uses the iCloud, right? And right. got busted with, <laughs> or well, not busted, but put out on the internet. Oh man, yeah, exactly. That fapping, so uh, nightmare. There you go. There you go. Damn. Celebrities and rich people are not impervious to fucking dumb things. Wow. That's hilarious. And then uh, another one I was not aware of. Hollywood shocked by Liam Neeson's awful racist story of revenge. Never heard about this? I have I not. literally did not hear about this at all. So I'll, I'll just try to do my... He's the one that movie, right? The the one about the... Taken? Taken. Liam yeah. Neeson, the Taken Irish actor. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I have a unique set of skills. Yeah, that guy. Uh, great actor. He was in a lot of stuff I, I enjoy. He was in Schindler's List for crying out loud. So yeah. the story is someone he knows, a friend of his, was raped. And then he found out about that. And it, the person that raped her was a black male. Okay. And so I'm just paraphrasing. This is just through the filter of James's brain. Um, we'll get more info here. But, yeah, it sounds like he went and <laughs> he was so mad about it, he was actively walking around looking for, like, starting to start shit with black men, and he was going to kill someone. Just uh, just indiscriminately kill any yeah. black guy? Any black okay. guy. What? And apparently this came out, so this happened a while ago. I don't know how long ago, but he was on, like, a interview thing, and uh, he got just very candid, and he told this story. And he felt like he had... That's a very special set of skills. (laughs) It's a very weird thing to just say out of nowhere, too. Like, why would you out yourself? He did it. He told someone about this. Yeah. Weird. Is there a video of him telling it? Like, I'm assuming that the story bombs. Mm, No. I can't believe I didn't hear about this at all. Yeah. Yeah. um, I can go back to the... uh, He shared an awful story of how he once took to the streets with a mission to murder a man who sexually assaulted one of his friends. And the man was black. And then it said, um, what did he, he use the, yeah, right here. It says, uh, he, oh, yeah. he went bastard. around for a week hoping that some quote unquote black bastard would come out of a pub and have a go at me about something, you know, so that I could kill him. How crazy what is that? The fuck? That's wild. Yeah. So now he's obviously like repairing this publicity nightmare for himself that he put out himself i mean the inability to deal with that situation is much more understandable than him sharing that story yes Mm -hmm. that's so weird yeah because yeah that's a fucked up thing and whatever but it sounds like he was really mad about something happening to his friend and he just like we all do handled it terribly and he's admitting it like i don't he's probably not a racist or whatever but right right what is weird is that he (laughs) Like you said, that he told anyone about. I wonder what the context is for the rest of that interview because people pull those things. Right. It sounds like the full story. Yeah. In one chunk. What I had heard is he 
was sitting down to promote a movie and then that came out in the interview. And then the journalist was like, after the fact, realized what they had. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, what did he say? Did he actually say that? Yeah. And then they called to get more information from him or like elaborate on the story. And then he also realized like, what had, what did I just do? And so he didn't, he was like, oh, I don't want to talk Damn to you guys anymore about it. He's just like, hey, so never mind about that yeah, whole thing. Exactly. And so they were like, no, you don't get to never mind this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Good Lord. I know. Uh, next one is actually, I think, the only one out of all these I did My hear about. God. Uh, when a mountain lion attacked him, a Colorado, Colorado runner choked it to death. That is a real story. Yeah. What? A guy was hiking. He was running yeah. on the trail. So he's all fired up already. Fired up, yeah. Fit guy. Yeah. And then a fucking cougar jumps on his back and tries to kill him. Yeah, came at him from behind. From behind. Which, and that's the, wild right there because you shouldn't. You shouldn't be in a position after that. Like, it should have gotten a good chunk of you. Yeah, it's a mountain lion. This might be one of those all text. That's fucking crazy. So it must have been a guy that's been jogging for a long time. Right, right. Can you imagine it was the guy, like, going out on his first run? Oh, I know. 500 pounds I know. and just... Yeah, yeah, like, trying to... Yeah. yeah. Well, fuck. This okay. is the first step. But and then he dead. choked yeah. a cougar to death. Yeah. You know, I thought about that because I, I wrestle with my, I got a 70, 75 pound pit bull. I wrestle with her sometimes. No, she would fuck you're me gonna up. You're going to get fucked fuck up. You, you could up. probably do it because yeah. you, you could probably do it, but you would get, get fucked up in the process. You'd get clawed to shit. Yeah. yeah. And it seemed like he's fine. I could Man. be wrong, but I didn't hear that like he went to the hospital. How did they confirm this? I got a. I think I got a better video. That last one had. That he choked it to death. How? I don't know. That's a good. Yeah, point. I want to see if there's like a. With Samuel Adams. There's obviously no video of it or anything. It's yeah. Just by what the guy I said. I want to see if there's like a body or if he just. I mean, there he, was a dead cougar. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, like there was a dead cougar. I wasn't and sure they if he like. Tell like how an animal dies. I wasn't you know? sure if he yeah. tripped on the rocks, cut himself up, and he's like, "Cougar, dude." <laughs> I know. Cougar got me. I choked it out though. It's all good. Because my cousin's husband was hunting and shot a deer and thought it was dead. It wasn't, and he had to, like, wrap his legs around it and slit its throat and hold it till it died because oh it God. started to thrash. Oh. And that happens all the time. You see videos of dudes' faces cut open, like, all the way down from yeah. getting gored from a deer they thought was dead already. Yeah. That's why they usually and carry And so he had, to he had his gun wasn't next to him. He had to pull his knife out, hold on uh -oh. to it, and slit its throat and, like, lay there and hold it till it died. Well, there was that bear attack Jeez. one, too. You remember that shit? He got fucked up. That guy just does a selfie, and he's like, yeah, bear got me. And then he... He's like, I can't take off my hat because it's holding most yes. of my head together. Yes, oh, yeah. And then he had a bunch up. of gooey was shit. Was the guy that was attacked twice? Maybe. One day. Second, yes. But if this one Christ. fucked him up hard. Yeah, that's You want to get some good stories on this fucking podcast? Talk to some rodeo guys. Oh, I work with yeah. some rodeo guys at work. They have stories that will blow your hair back. It's crazy. Damn. The shit they've gone through just to really? do this fucking thing that makes you some money yeah yeah if you're really good at it like national world champions That's weird you just say i was watching a <laughs> vice documentary you know vice news yeah, yeah and they yeah. did a thing on on rodeo guys yeah. and the the what do they call them the the rodeo clowns the clowns thank you yeah. rodeo clowns yeah, yeah and yeah it's like this pursuit of something that you're not gonna get rich doing yep but they're i don't know they it's like just chasing this and, rush yeah. man yeah. one of the guys nice. i worked with literally got fucking stomped oh and the guy like in a bowl it was in a small town it was a big big rodeo 
got stomped and went to the hospital. Uh, does, of course, doesn't remember much because the, they had to bring him into surgery. The surgeon did his thing, saved him, right? Comes out of surgery. The, sur- the surgeon said, dude, I was in the audience when you got stomped. And I looked at my wife and I said, I got to get to the hospital now. He's coming there. Oh, my God. He's the only surgeon there. <clears throat> right. Small he town. knew he was going to be needed. Shows up there ready. They bring wow. him in. He's like, I opened you up and I almost closed you back up again. It was so bad. I Jesus. didn't think. But something said, just try and fucking saved his life. Yes, wow. he totally But normal. he would like, watch the injury and then went and fucking fixed it. He, he still remembers his name and everything. Oh, yeah. He, they still keep in he touch. He can turn left and everything's normal. Yeah. Jeez. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. But yeah, that's just one of the stories. Oh, I mean, there, there's more to it, but like. How weird is that? You know, like that's yeah. like uh, what was it? Well, you see the Descendants documentary, the band of the Filmage, or whatever, no. where Bill Stevenson had a heart attack, or whatever I believe it was in the the band the, the Descendants. Yeah, no, the doctor was a, mm-hmm. a huge fan. Okay, I was like, hey, I know you. No and way. Like, yeah, cool shit. Oh no, brain surgery, brain surgery. Whoa, they're yeah. a cool band. I never really surgery. got like super into them growing up, but there are one of those bands that I kind of got into later in life and kind of scratched my head like why don't i listen to him when i was younger everyone else did but yeah they're cool man yeah but that's it's a good documentary to okay. watch. it's called filmage it it's really good damn um yeah so man chokes out a cougar there you go fuck yeah i know hey before i forget real quick did you alan you're a pitbull guy and an owner yeah have you seen the the world's Not biggest the musician pitbull? right no <laughs> fuck, no <laughs> yeah fuck, no good good point <laughs> the the you're world's biggest pitbull uh, oh yeah, uh, Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know all about Hulk. Ten pounds. Yeah, he. I mean, uh, like if he were to sell him, it would be like <laughs> God seventy k. He said he could. Yeah, I mean they're they're just breeding him. I mean they're Fuck they're getting like shit ten k a pup, and I mean it's cool. But I I look at that dog similar to like I would look at you know. Uh, fucking Yao Ming or George Mirasan or Andre the Giant. I'm like, right. yeah, cool. You won't live past 40. Yeah. And so for this dog, I can't believe it's still alive because, I mean... His di- his dick is like the size of my arm. Yeah. Yeah, he's got an elephant dick just for sure. Giant hog. And he just... Yeah, he just... He looks like he's... It, it's a pit bull, but it almost had, has like a kind of like bulldog level breathing where it's just always... Yeah, it doesn't look healthy. It doesn't. It doesn't look right. I get I get really uncomfortable about like eugenics Ugh. with with dogs. You know, I like, agree. Listen, man. basset hounds are so cute, but I look at their legs and I want to puke. I yeah. know those those little wrists and shit. Like I'm mm-hmm. all of like corgis and all those. Yeah, corgis. That's that's my big one now because they're so popular. But they're so adorable. I get it. it but it's Jesus. Yeah, they're kind of miserable. Yeah, I know. I'm right. looking at this picture of this news chick. Have you seen the picture of the news chick with the the shirt that looked like a dick pissing? <laughs> no, sure haven't. Are you serious? That's tight. Oh, oh God. that sounds like something I Google really like. Uh, Newswoman uh, shirt, <laughs> yeah, dick pissing. Just type that in. It'll come, it literally looks like a. It. Oh my God. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean Reddit. Reddit of course, hard. it's the first thing that popped up. Look at it. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't see I love it at that. First. It's a big white I, dick pissing. I imagined it going the other way, so I love that. <laughs> oh, my God. It's Anybody amazing. listening, you Google Her exactly what balls. we just Googled. This is so fucking good. 
her neck is the balls. She it's has so like great. a. Uh, <laughs> she's got like a bib. She's got a bib, but it's dick shaped. That's yeah. what it looks like. She's got a dick shaped bib, and it's pissing into her <laughs> it's in her belly button. Pissing right down the front of her, and she's pumped about On it. On TV tonight <laughs> at six. She is like she's fired up right now. She's like, y'all see my shirt? Yeah, y'all see my shirt? <laughs> oh my god! I wish. I hopefully they found her and talked to her about this. How, like, how did no one point that out before? How, yeah, it's beautiful. And it the, is you know, beautiful. there's some producer that's just laughing. And this is one of those it's photos. It's not even pissed. It's jizz. It's yeah, white. It really that's is. Jizz. It's white jizz. It's and white I mean, jizz. And the the head of that dick is being suffocated <laughs> or something. Uh, it's being squeezed <laughs> right. between the tits. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's been titty fucked by yeah, her. It's titty. It's whole. Her neck dick is being titty fucked by herself. This yeah. fucking photo gets funnier the longer I look at it. Yeah, it's amazing. Dude, this should be the the best thing I've ever the seen. Logo for the show. I would agree. Tonight at six just p.m. That, just from the neck down. We're a low brow show. Fucking a. From the balls to the belly button, it's just a dick. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. Anyway, there's that. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome. That's the best gift so far. I do watch that much news. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the important stuff. The important stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what is uh, she wearing? Oh, that's fucking great, man. Trail jogger, whose name we do not know yet, told Colorado Parks and Wildlife that he heard something behind him. He turns around, he sees this mountain lion, which mountain lion, which then lunged at him, bit him in the face and neck. They get into it. Ultimately, the man was they able to overpower <laughs> the animal and suffocate it. Now, wildlife it. officials say it was yeah. a young mountain lion, about the size of this one, around 80 pounds, though this is not the lion from the attack. The jogger, with bites and scratches to his back, legs, face, and wrist, managed to get back to his vehicle and drive to the hospital. State officials say he suffered serious but non-life-threatening injuries. What a so choice of get words. Fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's okay. a much better shirt that she has on. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's cr- I mean, it you know, 80 pounds isn't that much, but well, that's my 7-year-old son, yeah. That 80 pounds is that's a special kind of muscle. Like mm-hmm. they are just so like Torque I imagine Yeah, yeah. I, exactly. I right. imagine having a mountain lion in like a rear naked choke and it just being able to rotate on you. What does that you? do for you when you I picture know. that? Oh, f- scares the shit out of me. Yeah. I get this adrenaline where I'm Fear just. Fear boner. You, not even. You better fucking. Because. Sc- it goes in. To, yeah, exactly. Fear of vagina. Because I, I think to it myself. comes out of your own ass. Yeah. <laughs> if you, if you have it in that chokehold. Please don't let it come uh, back in. And it turns around on you. It, it now has the yeah. dominant position and. A and mountain lion on top of you, you're, you're fucked. It's just not. But I mean, what else was he supposed to do? No, no. I mean, he did the right thing, but I just, it's such a gamble. I know. To, I mean, what else are you going to do? Start <laughs> you hear boxing Joe Rogan said, turn, turn this into a Tinder story. No, I wasn't mad. I was a cougar. I'm sorry. I yeah. killed her. I killed her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had her by a rear naked choke. <laughs> yeah. And my dick went in, I, my dick my went dick. somewhere, and, and I just freaked out and I've killed her. <laughs> These scratches are from fingernails. That's amazing. And good God for him. Damn. I remember there was that it around. There was that fake story about Joe Rogan doing exactly this. That uh that a, a cougar or a mountain lion had somehow gotten to the oh, comedy yeah. store yeah. and that he choked it out. <laughs> it was like it was like, on Twitter and it was happened. like a real thing. And then it was on his podcast where he's like, It's bullshit. That never happened. And 
but it got retweeted tens of thousands of times. And did you hear him talking about how he he runs because he runs trails around California where there's fucking mountain lions everywhere? Yeah, he keeps a knife on him. Yeah, he runs with a knife in his hand. <laughs> so it's like people make fun of me all the time. Five yeah, just, just, just point it up. Can you imagine seeing Rogan? Running that like you're visiting yeah. LA or something, going on a hike, covered in tats. You see that crazy nice. mother, all sweating. <laughs> He's got his finger <laughs> shoes bald. on. Yeah, on your yeah. left, on your left. <laughs> He's like, cool man. Right. Fuck. <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> then you God ask damn. him to take a selfie. Mm-hmm. Cut your dick off. Yo, Rogan, take a selfie. <laughs> That's fucking dead. All right, this one's a uh, crypto exchange oh. loses millions after CEO dies with the only password. Let's see what's up with this. I game. mean, <laughs> that is like we're more organized than that at this fucking degenerate fart joke talking about our dick podcast. Yeah. Yep. I what? How did that even happen? And also, what does that mean? Yeah, I know. I need this video yeah. to queue up. Password to what? Oh, is this going to be another fucking? Route? Is it Bitcoin? I'm going to be honest. I don't really know. What Dude, I, yeah, is. I'm so out of the loop with is all this Bitcoin shit. Is Bitcoin a company or is that just the name of the currency? That's the name of the currency. Yeah, yeah, not a company. I watched a Shark Tank episode where someone had an app that I love Shark collected Tank, things and, and invested it into cryptocurrency. Okay. I've had people it. explain to me the mining thing like 10 separate times and I'm mm, still same. don't really get it. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't know what that means to mine on the internet. I know. Mining to me is a guy with a hammer hitting, looking for gold or diamonds or some shit. It just, it, yeah, it seems so oh. like, but the funny thing is, is right when I discard the whole concept, Joe Rogan has some kid on that's like 19 years old and multimillionaire yep. from this shit. But then you got to be like, yep. is that because he got in at the right time and now too many people are aware of it? So it, it loses its value. I don't, it, all, it feels video. like a weird gambling game and. Is this the video here? Yeah, but I think this is just another... Oh, is it not talking? Is it just words? Or... Yeah, you got to read it. Who wants to read? Oh, that's the worst. Fuck not me, man. That. And I'm losing my interest in the whole yeah, story. Yeah, I'm already over Readings it. for losers. Yep. Some dude died and he had a password. Good died. Fuck, and... it happens every day. Yeah. What a weird They're thing. They're going to see his emails again. <laughs> Never going to know what he was thinking. Uh, uh, Oscars 2019 will have no host following Kevin Hart controversy. ABC president confirms. Yeah, and it's like the first time in three what decades. What happened with Kevin Hart? I heard controversy. I don't even know what happened. I didn't even look it up. They just, you want to take it, Alan? They did the stupidest shit ever, which is really common nowadays, where you just you start to deep dive on somebody's internet footprint, and they found some tweets from oh, 10 years ago where he called Damon Wayans gay for the shoes that he was wearing at the comedy club earlier that day. He's a comic. Yeah. Wow. And it yeah. was a long time ago, and he already apologized yeah. for it back then. Mm. Yeah, it is... Uh, so people, these social justice warrior losers. Once you get to the top, man, bring it I back know, down. man. Exactly. Yeah. So what do they end up winning? That uh, a black man can't host the Oscars now because he's fucking pussies. Yeah. Wow. It's like, ridiculous. How is that? Who wins here? So what are the mechanics of, of this show then with no I host? was wondering that too. Maybe Be a robot? I wonder if that yeah. means no. A Tesla's going to. I mean, that's what they that. want, right? Isn't that eventually what PC oh, yeah. people want? Yeah. They don't have to pay them. Yeah. yeah, I wonder yeah, if it means it. no it official host or no single host, and maybe there's just going to be because I would imagine there's still going to be presenters. Right, there's still going to be that, but I mean, there's a whole the host usually does like stand up in the beginning, you know? Yeah, and he ropes yeah. the guys in the front row and have Billy Crystal do it again. Right, 
He's always good. He's great. Chris Rock was rad. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the other one? I just want Ricky Gervais guy. to That's do all of them. Dude. He was really good. Just have Peyton Manning come do it, man. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Seriously, just have him. Come I feel do like it. if he talks, he I sounds know. deaf. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if. Uh, I mean, that could make it very enjoyable. <laughs> I just got that. You think Peyton Manning sounds deaf? I just. Uh, I would imagine. Understood yeah. what I just heard. <laughs> yeah. As I'm agreeing with it. Yep. So he says uh, wait, this shit. Alan okay. always has the same tone of voice. So yeah, you don't know if he's being serious or if he's talking about the most ridiculous shit. Like I don't have a superpower, but I think if if I did have one, I would have to say that it's uh I can like look at somebody and then just make like a really shitty remark about them. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> you can just tear them down. Yeah, like I just I see like the size of his forehead, the size right. of his head in general, and I'm like, you're probably deaf. <laughs> I don't know. It's That's weird. Probably it. That's probably yeah. Do you have anything for your segment this week? Uh, I got some shit in my phone. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do. You don't I, have to do it right now, but I'm very, I'm a very grumpy dude, so I've always got something. What else do we got on the currents? Um, so we got the Oscars thing, and then oh, uh, Tenkashi, Takashi six nine, Kamplashi seventy two. I always add an N in there. I keep thinking it's Tenkashi. What is Crystal? Come so many things like Blimblashi seventy four, and yeah. <laughs> Isn't he famous for dating girls that are nine and six? Uh, yeah, maybe. Thirteen. Such a what douche. Um, he's in like legit. This is the rainbow guy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's going to prison for a long legit time. Legit pound me in the ass prison. Yeah. What's that movie that's called? Federal pound me in the ass prison. <laughs> federal. I don't want to go to any. The best movie ever made. Oh, Mike God. Judge. So good. God, I love <laughs> that movie. Mike pound. Judge could rap better than that guy. I'm sure. Guaranteed. Yeah, sure. Oh, I've been fucking with his uh, uh, tales from the tour bus. Mm-hmm. It's an animated. I had no idea about it, but uh, it's just an animated show where he like tells these stories about. Uh, I think a, a lot of it's um, like, like Judge. Yeah, old country music dudes. Um, super entertaining. Nice. All animated. Go um, check it out. I don't know what. Uh, Pretty much like everything he does. I can't. I pirated it, so I don't know what it's on. I don't know if it's on Hulu or, but I couldn't find it on. I have Apple TV with access to everything, and I couldn't fucking find right. it. So uh, I was like, all right, I'm just going to gank it from the internet. And uh, I watched the whole first season. It was great. Man. So basically with this Tumblashi 852, mm-hmm. he was going to go to prison for like 40 years or something. And the irony was he was going to get out when he was 69 years old. Oh, and wow. Everyone knows where you're going to about it, whatever. Yeah, internet loved that, I'm sure. And then he did the most ungangster thing ever and ratted out everybody. And is now a federal uh, informant. Informant. Yeah, it says he admits he was a member of the t- notorious Nine Trey Blood Gang. It's a New York gang, apparently. Yeah. And now he's going to get what I heard four to six years. Oh wow! Instead of the forty to fifty or whatever. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. But I mean, he did fucked up shit. Like he shot people, uh, kidnapped people. He's had sex with numerous underage girls. Sure. So it's like a... Who hasn't, right? Who hasn't, my right, guys? And you're, and you're still going to see... School, <laughs> high school, man. Even with all that, just like with XXX Tentacion, you're still going to see 
people His fucking names. You're gonna, what did you just say? <laughs> it's a real person. That's a real X, rapper. X, X, well, not anymore. He's dead. Yeah, XXX Tentacion. Is that who Travis Barker's talking about? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I don't know him. I I heard it this morning on the way. Infuriating. It's funny because I think 50% of the reason XXX got big was because no one knew how to say his fucking name. Yeah. So then so Lil Peep and him right. both died. Yes. And, yeah. Okay. Yep. I mean, the, they're all falling apart. Like, normally yeah, be they're all story, dying. Yeah. It's in these people. Drugs? These are the Xanax. Xanax. With, uh, yeah, Lil Peep for sure. Lil Zanny. Yeah. His name is Lil Zanny for crying out loud. And then XXX was murdered, was like oh. gunned down in his car. There were videos of it really? online. Yeah. Sucks. Oh, I thought he died from drugs. No, no, Lil Peep shot. did. Oh, yeah. Lil, Lil Peep had a severe, mm, okay. I think, fentanyl, which, yep. no surprise. Fentanyl will fuck you up. Dude, have you ever oh seen? God. There's a, a video, uh, again, I think a Vice thing. It's really short. Of a, a it's like comparison of a girl prior to fentanyl and then after. Before, she's like, the, and the crazy thing is she's a twin. So you get to see the mm. progression of this person. She's super cute, bippy boppy blonde girl from Seattle uh, with a lot of, you know, things going on in her life. She gets hooked on fentanyl and by, you know, like two years or something, Literally, her cheeks are like dissolving inside. I mean, it's a fucking horror movie. Yeah, how all is of she, her teeth are out. She how is she taking it? herself all the time. How is she taking it? I want to say she injects it. Okay, and they inject it everywhere. You know, like wherever you can find a fucking. Spot. I watched an intervention where a girl would get um, little like uh, lollipops with fentanyl in them, and she well, they're they're more really? like um, not lollipops. They're more like uh, it kind of just looked like a Q-tip, and it just has because. I don't know if you know, but to OD on fentanyl, the amount it takes to OD legit looks like like yeah. one rock of salt. It's so terrifying. And uh, she would just take it and just rub it, kind of twist it up in her gums. And uh, what's the what is that for? Uh, Why is that severe pain? Typically, uh, she claimed right. that she had. Um, I cannot remember the name. It was some like it was like a French name. The uh, the disease that she had, mm. but. Uh, it, it would just it was similar to fibromyalgia where you just had like intense nerve pain all over and shit. Trigeminal neuralgia. Is that is that a Travis, thing? I have it. Oh, oh right. really? Mm -hmm. That thing that Travis Barker was talking yeah, about? The nerve face thing? Yeah. Whoa. I, have, I don't have I have it probably as bad as he does. Jeez. Which is not very bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but it used to fuck me up really bad, like four years ago or so. Oh. That's I mean, I, I'm open about this. I talk about all the time. I, I had a thing with painkillers. Yeah, yeah. And that's definitely why. Fuck. I had numerous root canals wow. trying to f like find this pain that I had in my face right here in my cheek. Uh -huh. And then Nothing. they could never find it. Then I went to like ear, nose, and throat doctors. Mm -hmm. It was a sinus thing. I mean, yeah, they call it the suicide disease because people yeah, killed really, themselves it, over it the pain. It bummed me out profoundly. Yeah. I kept reading this stuff and I like was a part of a network, you know, or like a bulletin blog thing. Where yeah. People would, and that just made it even worse. Man. You know? So I just like got rid of all of that stuff, got off pills, and now it's just like barely a thing in my life every once in a while. It almost feels like some like punch you in the face. Right. It gets dull and achy and sore, which is atypical for... Uh, that's actually what the doctor said. He's like, it's atypical trigeminal neuralgia. Oh, wow. Typically, it's a little bit more sharp and yeah. like so like severe that you can't even see and like that's why right. people kill themselves. Damn. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. It's really bad. Yeah, I had never heard of it until that podcast. I knew somebody yeah. that had fibromyalgia and the way that he would... That's awful, too. He would describe that, and I was like, that's a it, living it, hell. It's evil. That's, yeah. As my mom would say. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's the perfect word for it. Yeah. yeah, it's just not fair. But I'm very blessed that it's it's 
barely a thing for me. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck, man. Um, was that it for current events? Yep, that's it. <laughs> you want to do your segment and we'll do a movie pick? Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, or we can do a movie pick for. I don't care. Either way, I'll, I'll get I'll get my thing over with. Um, da, 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 da. are you gonna make more flags? Do you think? Do we? Probably. You just have the one. Yeah, I just have the one. I'll probably do one for each of the characters. Yeah. Of the stickers. If you then, get uh, more made, I would love to buy one, and we will definitely put one up. Okay. I'm a flag guy. Yeah, I like it, too. Tell. I just have had nowhere to put it, so I haven't made more, because the other one's just folded up in a yeah. closet. I also kind of want to so. cover up this stupid ceiling, so mm. we're trying to think of creative ways to do that. Use those big uh, But you think it's going to look things. like a 70s hippie bus if we do that, right? If we do too many flags? Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> I mean, we might as well both wear tie-dye shirts. And oh man, you should see it. The <laughs> yeah, one sure. in the in the Portugal um, warehouse practice space. They have a giant. I mean, it comes down from the ceiling, like way tall ceiling down to the ground. Mm. Um, they were collecting uh, American flags that had the forty-eight stars. Oh yeah, because Alaska's forty-nine. Nice. So they've been collecting them. And they have, it's massive. Cool. You love it. It's crazy. It's old it. and it's fucking amazing. See, I'm okay with a lot of flags being on the wall or like when they hang them from the roof, you know, where yeah. it's just like hanging, mm-hmm. swinging. But what I think will make it look stupid like a 70s hippie bus is if we put it flat on the wall or on the ceiling, rather. Yeah. Because I want to cover the tapestries. The exactly. You can get those cheap online. Okay. It's tough. I mean, there's not a whole lot we could do and with this room. It, it's no matter what, we're, we're putting lipstick on a on a pig so yeah. it's I'm a not, good room though it's big and it uh i wish we could do something with that window yeah <laughs> try putting lipstick on a mountain lion yeah definitely see how that unscathed. goes and if it doesn't like it just Dang, choke it out find that fucker walking around yeah fuck i'm an adrenaline junkie that's what yeah. i do on the weekend i go find a mountain lion and I try mountain to lion's makeup <laughs> when you get those flags uh the new extreme sport made up is there like a is it all is it like legit embroidered or is it screen printed it's Printed on uh, polyester, so it's a okay. nice. It's heavy duty. Cool. Like, oh, they sick. make the scrims and backdrops for bands. Right, so right. That's okay. The whole, that's why they sponsored the show. Yeah. Because we do a lot of music stuff, but yeah, they're they're super high quality. They got the nice grommets on them and everything. And are there uh, like color limits or anything? Or uh, do anything? Oh, okay, cool. They Full color, anything. like same price. Yeah, no awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Jeez. Yeah. It's based on size. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Comes from China. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's nice. It came nice. from China in like two days. Wow. Jeez. Do you think? Yeah. Uh, so, a little segment called uh, It Fucking Pisses Me Off. Uh, the one I'll, I'll do today. Because Alan is a grumpy. I just have, yeah, I stack up things that annoy me every day. It, a lot of it is just internet culture, uh, like this one especially. Um, I It fucking pisses me off when somebody posts like a heartfelt thing, like maybe, uh, like I talked about last episode, uh, autistic kid that's been like the sports team manager. He, uh, he gets to suit up and play the last three minutes of the last game, and he yep. drains a bunch of buckets, and it's awesome. Somebody will post that online. Everybody will post that online and say, I'm not crying, you're crying, which Ugh. it's no longer it's no it longer original. Mm-hmm. It's just not – and you know what? I'll, we'll do a twofer just because this – just You in, mean like they're saying because they are actually are crying, and they're being like – I'm not. Cry- I'm not crying. You are. It's just another pull it's a string joke. It's another po- internet pull string way of yeah. You just you're you're all saying the same thing, and they choose to say it uh, in the dad the most dad boner way possible. Yeah, and and for Dewey because right. he uh, wasn't here last episode, may not have listened to the last one. Uh, 
my selection last time was uh, people who check in. Yeah, when when you get to a city, like you go to Mexico City, and you go Mexico City, I'm in you. Yeah, I'm all up in, Bro, I'll be all all up up in, in you, you next week, dude. That yeah, that's actually yeah. a good piggyback to it. I'm all up. I've seen that too, and I'm like, it's it's not even it's specifically worst. what you're saying, but it's just like the lack of like you were like, oh, what should my caption be? Oh, I know, it should be like all the other captions. Right, like that's that's how far you <laughs> yeah. went with it. And so just to to piggyback on this, uh, I'm not crying, you're crying. The whole uh, uh, take a picture of yourself at the gym or or at band practice or something, and then the caption is uh, at band practice. But if I don't post about it, did it even really happen? Right. That whole thing, like right. making your fucking life a meme. I see that shit, and it it I, and it's worse because it's like, well, then why mention it? Yeah. Why it, say the thing that for sure? And then, but by the time I get there, I'm like, I, I'm too deep into their own fucking head. I don't care about their life that much. I'm sitting here trying to reason with a psychopath. Uh, yeah, I can't stand it. And admittedly, this shit pisses me off way more than it should. But I just... No, I think it's the proper amount. I think you just have a better... You know, like, your thumb is on the, the pulse of that kind of stuff better than most people. Well, yeah, because if the internet is a street, if I'm walking down the street, you doing that shit is you... Uh, you just had some Taco Bell and your Crunchwrap Supreme wrapper. You just fucking threw it on the ground. Now, I gotta... It, that's in my life now. Right. I got to see that. And I, I love when people are legitimately funny or not even funny. It doesn't have to be humorous, but it's unique. Give me something new because that, that enhances my life. And when you don't do that, now I'm just walking down the street with fucking rappers everywhere. I got gotcha. you. Simply because you had to say something when you posted this. And, and now you're the And you didn't want to work that hard for it to be something that would right. be interesting. Mm -hmm. That's really kind of the crux of all this. Gotcha. But anyway. Love it. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. There it is. Always got to inject a what little negativity. Things that piss me off. Uh, it fucking pisses it me off. It fucking pisses. We need a yeah. we need a little jingle <laughs> yeah, for that. Just like a fuck. Yeah. Some. Uh, yeah. We need like almost like a hardcore, like some sort of like guttural. Mm. It fucking pisses me off. I can't do it. Yeah, I'm we got to do this. We should get Jamie Josta to do it. Yeah, dude, that's perfect. That Oop. is so perfect. Jamie Josta from Hatebreed. Yep. There you go. He does all the segments for his show, and dude. it's always like, dude. He, he's Answer literally the perfect some one. Fan questions, bitch. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. Oh, man, I love it. Answer that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's good. What's, uh, uh, what's your movie pick? Yes. Uh, I instantly forgot the name of the movie, which is a super good way to start this. Uh, let me go back. Oh, okay. So I saw a movie two nights ago with my wife, and it is the new Peter Jackson movie, the guy that obviously did Lord of the Rings and mm -hmm. shit. It's a documentary on World War One. Oh, I saw the previews for this. And, you know, at first I'm like, oh, cool. Looks, looks documentary, whatever. But what makes it so crazy is, so what they did is they took, you know, 100-year-old footage from the trenches of the Western Front of World War One, and it's you know obviously technology back then was crazy. It was that like hand cranked mm -hmm. thing, so sometimes it was too fast, sometimes it was too slow. You know that where it looks weird and all sped up. That old footage, and most of it's like really dark. You can you can't even see it, or like the opposite, it's just blown out and, and too bright. And so this historical center in, in England had all this footage that most people. Like people who have previously made documentaries on World War One, they almost go to the same footage because you use the stuff that looks good. You use the stuff that's actually viewable. Oh, right. And then all this other stuff that's like, I mean, like black, dark, dark, dark. They just like, they can't do anything with it. 
So anyway, long story short, he took it and his access to this production team he has. I mean, it's fucking Peter Jackson. Yeah. And so they they just threw technology on it and added color to it and fixed the lighting and the quality. So I mean, it looks amazing. And then and then they took it further and they added they made like a narrative, like a, a thread through Jesus. this story and they would have some of the same soldiers appear in the trenches and you'd follow them and they hired voice actors and professional lip readers to to Dude. anticipate what they were saying and then they talked over it. So like there's this really famous scene, for example, that's been used in a bunch of documentaries of a British officer doing a like a pep talk speech to his soldiers right before they go. I forget the name of what they call it, but it's like the final raid that it was like 90% of the men died. And it's like where they just took off in what was called no man's land in between the English trenches and the German trenches. And it's just dead bodies, dead horses, like 10 feet of corpses, hell on earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so they, they take off and they all fucking die. But uh, they kept using this footage of this guy doing a speech and forever they didn't know what he was saying. And so <laughs> they they tracked down the unit by like uh, their uniforms and shit. And they went and found a written version of what the officer had said. And then they, like I what said, the they had fuck? a guy read it. And then so you hear it for the first time and it's like, it's like right out of a movie. It was like, that is all right, nuts. lads, England is watching. May God, you know, be with you. Whatever, all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing. It's, it's, wow. it's fucking stunning. And it, it is a mostly forgotten war, which is really unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. And the, the trench warfare is, like I said, it's, it's hell on earth. It, yeah, it's I couldn't fucking imagine. Awful. Especially back then in like way more archaic time. It's Get hit with one bullet and it's fucking done. It's not Dunzo. like it's not like now. You just there's no technology, no no real advancement. And they're living outside in Belgium oh. in the winter, in uh, these these trenches where there there were rats like the size of dogs just feeding off dead bodies. Yeah, dead, dead horses. Eight million horses died in that war. God. Damn. And um, something like eighteen million men died. But anyway, insane. Totally crazy. But the doc, just from like a technology aspect and a filmmaking aspect, it's amazing. And then on top of that, the the context and the story. And I think like two of his relatives fought uh, in the British Army. I think his great grandfather, I want to say, and his great uncle, something like that. Jeez. Oh, and so, uh, and they they show him. There's like footage of him. It's crazy. Wow. Let's see if the the trailer does it justice. But uh, yeah, that's my movie pick of the week. It was really really good. And we saw the version that was in 3D, which I, I recommend doing if you're going to see it in the theater. It's not necessary, but uh, it's really cool because it like really puts you up there. Mm-hmm. Like you feel like you're in the trenches with these guys. They're just standing right here.
cool. I would love to see the, uh, I guess, essentially the the making of. Like, they I do wanna, that. I want to see the process. It's actually part of the movie. Because like, I know nothing about video. I know how I would do that with still images, right. but... I was just going to say that. It's funny you bring that up because in the movie, it's you don't have an option. You have to watch it. Oh, that's it starts sick. with Peter Jackson awkwardly in a chair just talking to you for like 10 minutes. And he's like, you know, gives you context, kind of what I just did, but better and, and more depth. Hmm. And then after the movie, and, he, and then before the movie starts, he says, and then after the film, after the credits roll, there'll be a 30-minute making of, you know, special feature, how wow. we did this, behind the scenes, comparison shot for shot. That's such a huge part of what the movie is. Yeah. So, that's, so we that's stuck around that for, those, that. for that. And everyone in the theater did too. It was a re- really interesting, like, viewing experience because everyone didn't make a sound. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It was wow. just like, whoa. There was no, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> damn. You did what? <laughs> was it mostly old people in the theater? No, actually. We really? we thought it would be a bunch of old white guys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't. I think the last World War II or World War One vet died a handful of years, uh, years ago. Oh, you know, okay. Obviously. Uh, it makes sense. Mm. It was like 1913 to 1918, I want to say. Wow. But, uh, yeah, Man. highly recommend it. Jeez. Really good. I watched a documentary on Amazon. It was just the story of Fat Records called A Fat Wreck. It's oh, fucking I, awesome. I saw that. I haven't Way different than seen this, it, but, but yeah. It's really good. Yeah, I bet. There's puppets and shit. It's fucking crazy. Dude, like, I need to oh, go tell the story. It's it's awesome. Like it's it's like regular interviews. Is Fat Mike in it? Yeah. Oh, but while they're him. telling the story, there's like puppets, you know pretending to be on the phone or whatever, you know, like, oh, I called oh, up so-and-so, wow. and, and then some That's how they doing did the, like... Some of it. But then oh, wow. they go through each band, No Use for a Name and Strung Out, and all those guys, and it's it's fucking awesome. It's great. That it's is awesome. Awesome. And it's really interesting. Very cool. It's on Amazon Prime. I've been on this kick lately cool. of fat wreck. checking out documentaries that are about something... I have, like, no business with... Like, I know... Mm-hmm. Like, I was not a punk kid growing up, ever. Yeah, me neither. Uh... But even uh, similar to that was I watched the I think it was also on Amazon. It's a documentary on Big Brother magazine. Yeah, I've never been a skateboarder. Dude, I know, that's oh, I'd a love good to one. See, but that fucking documentary rule. Where'd you see that? Their videos. Uh, are it was on Amazon. Crazy. I would love that. Yeah, yep. their skate videos and yeah. stuff are so fucking cool. And like I'm, jackass and all I'm that. a huge Jackass fan, and I knew about the only thing I knew about Big Brother was the connection to Jackass, but mm-hmm. I knew nothing before that, and then this kind of filled all that in. Yeah. Everything with Jeff Tremaine and uh, did was, you ever see mid nineties? I still I haven't, haven't watched that yet. I gotta watch that. It's, it's, a good, it's, it's been on my list. It reminded me of kids. Like, do you see that yeah. movie Kids? Yeah, it's way better. Okay. Because that movie was awesome. Oh, Kids that is was like rad. Groundbreaking. It's, it's been on my list. To, it keeps getting bumped by other things, including True Detective Season 3, which I'm 50 50 on. And then tonight, I, I'm watching Mandy. Have you guys heard of Mandy? I We started it, and then for whatever reason, we had to stop it, but I can't wait. Dude, to, I can't Nicolas wait. Cage is in it. I hear it's this amazing. like. Did you watch it? No, I'm going to watch it tonight. Oh, oh. It's like two hours long, which turns me off a little bit, but it's this typical kind of synthy. I, th- I hear it. You know, insane. like uh, uh, Stranger Things yep. and. Yep. Um, Summer of 84, 86. Very colorful. Look, yeah, like eight, yeah. acid kind of colors and lighting. Which I and, love that aesthetic. And I think, uh, uh, like, story-wise, it's got, like, a little bit of, like, a revenge vibe to it. Okay. Which I'm sold on that. I think yeah. that's kind of one of the easier um, like parallel plot points parallel universe to kill. kind of thing, right? Like, it gets really... Yeah, it seems crazy. like it gets into, like, a demonic kind of, yeah, yeah. multi... I, what I heard, uh, Stefan saw it, and he, he's like, it's fucking amazing. It's yeah. like, I wouldn't call it good. 
it's just amazing. That's that's what like, everybody's been saying about it. it like this, I, I can't explain why, but it's the shit, yeah, and it's yeah. yeah, it's an exercise in art and visual yeah. porn. You know, just right? Yeah, yeah. Candy for your eyes. Yes, exactly. I can't wait to watch it. Very pumped. All right, we got to stop this thing. This has been going on for a while. Yeah, you know, we got to stop sometime. Yeah, it's true. We did it though. Time to land this plane. Time to land this plane. <laughs> Take Thanks for being down. on, man. Hey, you bet. Thanks I appreciate for having it. me. Absolutely. Yeah, had a blast. Uh, where can they find you? Uh, PeerPleasurePodcast.com. Yeah, you don't. You have a personal Instagram, but you've never posted on it. Yeah, I right? used to, maybe. I don't remember. I stopped social media for like a year. I loved it. I never came back from it. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, yeah, Instagram pretty much is well, I, and everything posts to Facebook anyway, but I don't usually do much social media, but... Pure um, pleasure, pure pod. pleasure pod. Okay, at pure pleasure pod, that'll pull it up, and then uh, yeah, because you post like new episode is up, etc. Yeah, there. yeah, and a teaser or whatever <laughs> if you want to hear what it sounds like. And are those like are those photos on there from your, your yeah. Mexico City trip? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. So that's the account to go to. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, go back to May of 2018. Yeah, on there. Well, if anyone you know listening, our audience, there's simply no way you won't enjoy his podcast i mean it's yeah we're all the same demographic right i mean i'd be very surprised you know most of you listening are either in a band or you're in music in some capacity or you just like fart jokes there you go and uh dewey encompasses all of those things (laughs) (laughs) mostly fart jokes yes thanks for being on dude. dude thank you for having me again where can they find you alan uh, alanashcraft.com uh, and then on Instagram it came from the sky hell yeah you can find me at James Ian Macmillan or at stateside MGMT uh, make sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss a thing and please rate and review the show that helps us immensely and fights the iTunes overlords and uh, we're also on YouTube if you want to subscribe over there we're working on getting video episodes up here soon right Alan yep. working on it Yep, we're going to do it. It's harder than you think, all right, guys? So back off. It is. Jesus Christ. Thanks again, Dewey. We love you, man. All right, love you guys, too. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.
Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road. 